my name is Raf. I am playing Grinner, a barbarian human uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared. I, um, I'm playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a Dampier. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in firearms, bit of an investigator, and I am the great, great, great uncle of uh, Grinner. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Tithla, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursa, the satyr druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tifla un under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, uh, finding out the best and worst in this world, and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. And I'm Owen, the Dungeon Master of our Curse of Stride campaign. Hello! Hello! Hello. Hello. Greetings one and all. Welcome back to the Lost Archives. It is wonderful to see all your lovely faces here once again for our Curse of Strahd campaign. We have our full cast here with us tonight. For those of you who are listening on the podcast, you won't notice any differences at all. But for those of you who are watching live or on YouTube, you'll notice that one of the faces is currently grayed out. Jared is here, but he's a bit poorly. Jared, how are you feeling, yes. buddy? Uh, no, pretty shit that I'm here, so ready to go. <laughs> and that is the Lost Archives commitment. <laughs> um, yeah, Jared, Jared will not have his camera on, um, and I quote, no one needs to see my face dripping with mucus. So um, we'll keep we'll keep Jared's camera off for tonight, unless, of course, there's a moment where um, Luther's face begins dripping with mucus, then I will ask you to turn your camera on for immersion, if that's okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. That, okay. Yep. Let's go. Let's I think that's that. fair enough. Um, but yeah, Jared is here. You will hear his lovely voice once again. Joining us from the uh, Roll Together RPG community is our lovely guest character. Well, I should say guest Josh playing the guest character of Killian. Yes. Wait. Oh. You're not. You're not staying. No. I think to be honest, at this stage, at this stage, a new main cast member Josh from Roll Together RPG, who is formerly of Roll Together RPG, is now like, currently of the Lost Archives Curse of Strad campaign. Just add that to my title of many things. <laughs> Yes, that's it. What would the letters be? Uh, it'd be like VCOS, Victim of Curse of Strahd. As like the letters yes. after your name. VCOS, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or VOCOS. Um, we are going to be jumping straight back into the session very, very soon. Um, not too many crazy announcements for this week. The only piece of fun, exciting news I have is that in two Mondays from now, Monday the 18th, there is a very special 24-hour live stream event going on at Corsair's Cove. It's actually technically going to be running from Sunday the 17th through to Monday the 18th. Uh, Josh the Pirate is running a 24-hour uh, charity live stream for Talk Like a Pirate Day. It is going to be excellent. Um, I am going to be helping out. I'm actually going to be running a uh, pirate one-shot on Monday the 18th from 9am Australian Eastern Standard Time through to about sort of 11.30, 12.30 um, uh, of that very same day. So it should be should be lots of fun. Um, there is a uh, link in the Discord if you wanted to come and join. I know spots are filling up fast, not even necessarily with, uh, with my game. There are lots of different games that are going to be running, loads of really cool, fun adventures to be had. Um, there is one group 
uh, who were doing a D&D beach episode. So like in Avatar The Last Airbender, how they have a beach episode, they're doing like a D&D style beach episode. That sounds like it's going to be buckets of fun. Uh, my pirate themed one shot, I'm not going to say too much about it, um, but it is going to be like high seas, adventure, uh, treasure, booty, plunder, and uh, lots of rum. Josh is looking at me rather concerned. Like rum and booty plundering. Rum. Yeah. <laughs> both, yeah. both me and Haz have the exact same look on our face at the exact same time. Look, if there's one thing pirates are known for, it's plundering booty and rumming away afterwards. Uh, wait, did I say that right? Yeah, that's all. Smash and dash pirate style. <laughs> so, it is going to be. It's going to be a fantastic one shot. Um, yeah, I'm going to be. I'm going to be running a running it in D and D. We'll be using a fifth edition D and D. But it, yeah, I'll, I'll release some more information about that as we get closer to the date. But yeah, stay tuned for that. It'll be over at Twitch.tv/slash Corsairs Cove. Um, I'm asking Josh if we can have permission to keep a uh, recorded video of it to chuck up on YouTube or as a podcast as like a special uh, episode. I think that'd be lots of fun. I can't imagine Josh saying no. Not this Josh, Josh the Pirate Josh. This Josh says yes. That's all the permission I need. Thanks, Josh. I'll tell the other Josh that you said yes and we're good to go. Uh, excellent. Josh is just a hive mind out in the world. Josh is a hive mind. Yeah, all Josh's <laughs> share a consciousness, right? We're all we're all interlinked and connected and share the same awesomeness. Quantum, quantum Josh. <laughs> so Council of Josh's. Council of Josh's. Oh, man. Um, Council of Owens is really sad. There's just three of us, and uh, one of us spells our name wrong, so it's really awkward. Um, and none of them want to be in charge. No, absolutely not. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned for the uh, for the pirate-themed one-shot. That's going to be loads of fun. And make sure you go check out uh, twitch.tv slash Corsairs Cove uh, so that you can watch uh, a number of the fun, exciting adventures that are going to be going down on that uh, 24-hour live stream event. Uh, that's it for announcements. The only other thing I probably will say, given that we just talked a little bit about pirates, is anyone here a fan of One Piece? And have you seen any of the new Netflix One Piece series? Yeah. I've watched two. Yeah. What do you think of it? I went in cautiously optimistic. I was trying my best to stay uh, a little bit... I wanted to keep my expectations low to mediocre. Or mediocre to low, I guess. I have to say, I've actually enjoyed it quite a bit so far. Like, it's not incredible, but it's pretty fun. I guess going in with, like, medium expectations was a good call. Like, yeah, I've I was it. talking to my brother yesterday who, yeah, watched a lot of One Piece anime. I haven't seen this personally. Uh, he really enjoyed it. He said they did a great job. The casting's good. They're, oh, the casting is incredible. It's great fun. Yeah. The, the casting's awesome. The set design is really good. The music's fantastic. Um particularly i think i think the casting particularly is really good i i think i think for me the thing that's kind of been the most interesting is that it can't make up its mind whether or not it's a kid's show or an adult show there's one scene where a dude gets <laughs> cut in half like genuinely cut in half and then the next scene they're like playing around with the whole like um like fun-filled adventure side of things so it, it is quite hilarious <laughs> like yeah welcome to the west tries anime like <laughs> yeah it's it that's the thing right like there's some things you can get away with in cartoons that i don't think you can necessarily get away with as easily in live action so one of the things that i think i've noticed about this is it's i think it's trying to kind of toe the line for the generation who grew up watching the one piece anime who are now all adults but then they also still want to appeal to a new base of fans and so what they've done is they've kind of really lent into the uh, violence of One Piece and translated it to real life, to live action. 
which <laughs> is a bit more grim. Yeah, it's it's like it was it was genuinely quite hilarious. Like I wasn't expecting it, and you literally just see this dude get cut in half, and then the next scene, Zoro walks in carrying this man's torso in a sack and sits him at a bar. I was like, what? <laughs> it was great. It was awesome. Um, I do I do recommend it. I was I was cautiously optimistic, but I've actually I have to say I've enjoyed it. It's been good, and uh, good. I'm also really excited for Wheel of Time season two because I'm a big Wheel of Time fan, Robert Jordan and. Uh, uh, obviously, Brandon Sanderson took over the later books, so I've been very much enjoying that as well. And that's my pop culture, pop culture, fun, fun adventures. Um, obviously, Starfield's out for those of you who got early access. Um, congratulations to you. You've got a big wallet. Well done. The rest of us, we couldn't afford it. <laughs> we just, we bought regular Starfield or pirated it, <laughs> probably. Actually, yeah. That's... <laughs> Speaking of piracy. Pir piracy, yeah, things. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> a good link. I say all this heaven sees on talking of Pirate Day. Yeah, every every time no, every time you mention uh, pirating Starfield, Todd Howard does uh, lose fifty percent of his uh, ability to correct bugs in the next Bethesda game. So just keep that just in mind. Work, That's thirty-five years away, so it's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Yeah, it's it's a it's the next Elder Scrolls they're doing next, right? Isn't it? Yeah, that they're still that they're now doing pre-production. They've just started. Yeah, they've just they started. They announced that they like had five a, years ago. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, my kids will be playing that probably, yeah. so uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Actually, in Raf's case, literally, his child will be playing that game. <laughs> I worked out that she'll be 12 at least when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's prime because that's done. perfect. Uh, when's oh it, when's it supposed to be coming out? About seven years. Yeah. Oh, God, my son will be nearly, my eldest will be nearly 20. Oh, my he God. <laughs> No, he was twenty-two. Shit. Oh my yeah, that's um, that's horrifying on so many levels. Oh my goodness, he might—he could be working for Bethesda at that stage. I reckon so. Oh. That'd be nuts. Why they'll probably still be—they'll so probably be on strike or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. They'll have AI to write Bethesda games after that point. Is that the strategy? Just like have children and get them employed at Bethesda to try and get Elder Scrolls 6 faster? Like, like is that, <laughs> hey, is that right. where we're at at this point? I need to call my girlfriend. I'll let her know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should probably jump. <laughs> we should probably jump. You should jump into the stream. Let me quickly do a recap of the previous session and we will jump straight back in. A new team of the Tempest Adventuring Guild have found themselves lost in the dangerous realm of Barovia. Trapped by strange magics, the group have now travelled westward, away from the sinister castle which reportedly houses the immortal ruler of these lands. Having teamed up with another adventurer, Killian, the team have found themselves key architects in a coup. After spending a day preparing, some through, uh, sorry, some through recruitment of guards, others through the removal of key targets, the time of the bloodless coup, quote-unquote, has arrived. With the town all gathered in the square for the festival of the blazing sun, the team took their positions. When the Baron called for the prisoners on the pyre to be burned, Amelia refused, triggering Jonor to signal the start of the plan. While Theo in wolf form and Tiffa riding on his back raced out of town with the guards hot on their heels, Grinner and Luther turned on the Baron. However, it appeared the plan was not to go off without a hitch. While Jonor hovered above the crowd, his ASMR wings on full display, a dark shape dropped from the dark skies, crushing him into the ground. The attacker revealed itself as a vampire, a particularly angry one in the form of a young elven man, furious for the death of his lover at the hands of some unknown attackers. 
Killian immediately revealed himself as one of the ones responsible for this vampire's death, <laughs> hoping to distract this attacker long enough for the now panicking townsfolk to escape. And hey, this plan worked really, really well. Too well. Uh, as the vampire turned his full attention on Killian and attempted to murder him. With the rest of the group having dealt with the Baron and now rushing to save Killian from certain death, last session saw an intense battle between the vampire Aramis and the team. With Killian, Grinner, and Theo all engaged in melee combat with Aramis, Tithla, Jonor, and Luther were free to unleash their magic and ranged attacks from afar, dealing some heavy blows to the vampire. Faced with these overwhelming odds, Aramis summoned a pack of wolves which appeared to have been attacking the townsfolk fleeing down the nearby alleyways before he dissolved into mist. Rinna, after attempting to breathe in this assailant in mist form, accompanied by Theo, I should add, uh, decided to chase after the mist, isolating himself from the rest of the party who were dealing with the wolves. Goaded by Grinna's taunts about the female vampire spawn the team had slain earlier, Aramis attacked Grinner, severely injuring him. Just in time, the rest of the group arrived, Jonor having been badly mauled by the wolves to rescue Grinner. The combined might proved too much, and we left off last session as Theo tore Aramis's throat out, the vampire falling apart into dark ash, a soundless scream etched across his face, mouth agape as that dark ash begins to move up and his body collapses and falls to the ground. That is where we left off last session. We jump straight back in as you all stand around this section of town square just below the main stage. You can see the now empty clothing, nobleman's clothing, stained with dark patches of dried and semi-dried blood, both from his attack on Killian and Grinner. The empty clothes scattered in the center between all of you. Ash spilling out from the sleeves, from the cuffs. As you look around, sounds of the town begin to rush back in the heat of battle. Your focus had been solely on taking out this vampire as quickly as possible. But with the vampire now defeated, silence once again reigning, you can hear the quiet sounds of sobbing screams coming from elsewhere in the town. Occasional shouts of what could only be described as raw grief and the ringing of the church bell, calling out like a clarion call, a summons, a safety and sanctuary. I hand over to all of you. I very quickly morph back into a, I mean, not a human, but a goat man. Head back into satyr form. Yeah. As you as you stand up back onto two legs once again, Theo, your um, form shifting and changing, the fur receding back in. Uh, the lower section of your jaw in bear form, stained with blood, still translates to your satyr form. And as you sort of stand up and shift your shoulders, twin blood trails, a dark stain across your lower chin mark where you had torn his throat out. Although I should say, actually, as as time goes on, in metal, <laughs> as time goes on, you can see even the blood from this vampire is slowly turning into ash, starting to fall from your mouth and fall from your uh, your clothing. Yeah, dust myself off. Puff in a very out literal a little, sense. <laughs> little little ash cloud. Pretend I'm Grinner for a for a second. <laughs> yeah. 
Actually, both Theo and Grinner, uh, as the as the vampire dissolves into dust, both of you find yourself sort of coughing and spluttering as you cough up a few flakes of ash from when you tried to breathe in the vampire previously. <laughs> I um, I I know that I've been stabilized, but I'm pretty sure I'm still KO'd. Oh yeah, um, I, yeah, that's I go, true. Uh, I slap a, I'll slap a proper cure wounds into you. Not a. Oof. As you kneel down. Now, over, now that I'm back and 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 castable. Yeah, <laughs> eleven hit points. That's not bad. Yeah, Grinna, you <gasps> come awake suddenly. Um, Theo, kind of kneeling above you, hand on your chest. The last glow of this healing magic, this soft green and golden light, slowly fading away from between his fingers, as warmth spreads through you. Grinner, in the brief moments you had been down, you remember what you saw, the empty void and the two children, the ghosts of Rose and Thorn, appearing, comforting you before <gasps> you come awake again. For a brief moment, those of you standing around Grinner, as he sits up, there's this faint afterimage, a sort of blue see-through sheen as he sits up, so he stabilizes that just lasts for a few seconds behind him, almost like a trail, a coma of light blue light that he leaves behind as he sits up rapidly. Uh, those are some uh, filthy looking bite wounds on your uh, on your neck there, Grinner. Dude, dude. Uh, we, we got him. Yes, we, we killed him good. Yeah, ly- oh, lying on the ground next to you, Grinner, is uh, <laughs> clothing filled with ash. That you recognize as the clothing of the vampire. I thought he throws out in vengeance. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Uh where's where's old mate? Where's where's that fucking uh whatever he was? The the bloke who runs the show. Yeah, that that one. Uh, he seems to have uh, buggered off. Wait who are you buggered off? Uh, him and Amelia have um they're gone. Oh. oh fuck! Uh, I'm gonna stand up and try to like yeah, stumble I, run. Yeah, I, I I I help help him up so he doesn't tumble over. So, with with that, actually, I would I'm holding my neck as well because I also have a bite wound. Yeah, I'm gonna start going towards the alleyway where we were, where we were last seen. Yeah, as you move down the alleyway, the two of you looking out, both of you, I think your passive perceptions are above 12, so you both would see this. As you, I'm pretty sure they both are. Um, as Mine you look is. down, the, yeah. Mine's a 16. Yeah, easy peasy. As you look down the alleyway, you can see what looks to be a few droplets of blood marking a pathway heading down towards the south, passing through between some of the buildings along and then down towards where you you know the Baron's manor house to be. I'm definitely stumbling that direction. Yeah, I'm going to start stumble running that way for sure. I would like to follow and try and catch up with Luther because I kind of need to have a little chat with him. Yeah. <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> uh, is, is everyone sort of stumbling after? I'd say that at this stage, I mean, you can still hear the occasional cries from inside the town, still overshadowed by the ringing of the bell. This dong, dong. I think Luther's. I think Luke Luther's thoughts is that the, the priest will help the townsfolk as much as we can. Uh, he yeah. can. We have to leave that to him because we have have to finish this off with the the Baron. Yeah, him and his mark got discovered. 
uh, Tithla takes a quick second to uh, climb up to a moderately high spot or just above everyone to get a lay of the land to see if there's anything else coming up to attack or just a quick paranoid look around. Let's double check, make sure there's no other foes around. Awesome. Do you want to make me a perception or survival check? I would love to make a perception and or survival check. Not and? That's or an 11. 11. <laughs> Differ, as you, as you look out across, I'd say probably you scamper up onto the platform that was in the centre yep. of the town square, looking around the lifeless bodies of the wolves that you and your companions slayed lie still in very small pools of blood scattered around the town square. In the very centre of the town square, the body of the woman in the light blue dress that Aramis had, whose neck Aramis had snapped while trying to get to Jonor, um, still just lies there, lifeless, in the centre of the town, slumped up near the fountain. There doesn't seem to be anything else moving from what you can see. As As you stare out across the town square, it seems deserted and empty, but... I mean, at this point, you're sort of wiping a bit of ash from your eyes, uh, still a bit like <sighs> like catching your breath. You're not sure if you would see anything right now anyway. I'd say 11's, 11's enough to know that you don't see anything, but you know that you might have missed something. That's fine. Cool. Thank you. No problem. Joan, I was going to have a dig into the clothing of the vampire, looking for any insignias, anything to get more info on who he was, where he's come from. Yeah, so journal. Shit, that's stuff. Do you want to roll me an investigation check, please? Nineteen. Very nice. Jonor, as you begin digging through the vampire's pockets, you quickly discover a small pouch sewn into the lining of his uh, pants, hidden away, kept sort of secreted uh, in the lining of his pants. In his pockets, he doesn't have much. There looks to be some sort of locket made of a, a dark iron that you've not, you know, really recognize what the locket's for. As you try to open it up, it's sealed shut. You're unable to open this locket. Um, there's also a few gold coins, a few silver coins, not much else of note. But inside this bag, as you pull it open and lift it out and then open the drawstrings, in the very center, you find two items of particular interest. One is a red and black disc-shaped object, softly glowing with a soft red light, a dark crimson. And as soon as you touch it, in your mind you hear pained screams, a voice calling out in great pain. And as you lift this item up, the scream initially from that first shock fades away right back until you can just hear it at the edge of your, at the edge of your hearing. And as you look at this coin, you can almost see what looks to be a face inscribed upon the surface. Jonor, given that your specific area of interest in academics was good and evil, and you have studied both celestials and devils and demons, I'm going to say you don't even need to roll to know what this is. You're holding a soul coin. This is an item used in the Nine Hells as... uh, almost essentially as, as a form of bartering. You know, you would know from your studies that there are machines, infernal engines in the hells powered by these. This is raw energy, a soul trapped in a physical object. These are used by demons and devils as part of trades and bartering. This is the currency of the hells. 
I should say it's not so much demons, more devils. I shouldn't be saying both of them. It's specifically more devils than it is demons. Demons don't have much time for making deals and trades. That's more of a devil's kind of purview. The other item that you lift out of this bag, Jonah, looks to be some sort of signet ring. It's clearly made of silver. And as you look across its surface, it's marked with an emblem that looks almost like a dragon's face, embedded and embossed into the top of this silver signet ring. And with your investigation of 19, as you peer it around and begin looking over the surface of it, you can see that there is a word inscribed upon the band. Argon Vostholt. I'll put it in chat so you've got it written down. I think as he grabs that first coin, he would have known about these soul coins before, but he's never obviously had any experience with them before. He'll be rattling through the things and pulls the coins out. I think he's just going to freeze in place, like really obviously in front of everyone. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's what, what happens. I actually mispronounced that Sally. It is Argin Vostolt. Argin Vostolt. Thank you, uh, Wizards of the Coast, for making yet more unpronounceable names in Draconic. <laughs> oh, and this is your world. How you pronounce it is how it is. It's, Draconic, you say? Yeah. I believe it's pronounced colic. Argin Vostolt. Argin Vostolt. Do I have any idea what that ring does? It looks like a signet ring. Uh, signet rings are normally used to seal uh, wax on letters or scrolls right, to sorry. help. Yeah, no, 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 no. All good. Um, it is not an item that has been used in our society for the last 200 years. So there is no expectation for you to instantly know what that is, Tom. That, that is, <laughs> there is no reason why we would need Many to know more. what this is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it looks to be some sort of signet ring. You can see that the, the dragon face is deliberately designed. As, as I said, it's embossed. So if you were to press this into wax, you would be left with a 3D wax sculpture of a dragon's head coming out of the wax because it's uh, it's actually um, the the sculpture of the dragon is in negative so it's it's pushed into the ring so that when you press it into wax you'll be left with this um, 3d picture. yeah 3d image of a, of a dragon's face carved in wax pretty sick um, we've got Grinna and Killian around um, <clears throat> as I hold this coin Boys, have, have uh, you uh, seen this one before? It's, this is a soul coin. This has got, I hold it up in uh, like amazement. This has got someone's soul in it. I, sh I show it to Grinner and, and Killian. So so Grinner's, Grinner's actually limping off, trying to head towards the alleyway um, to see where the fuck old mate's gone. So he's, he's not there. Enough. But Theo would probably go likewise. Oh, I just share with whoever's nearby. I think I, that's I, I think it's, it's just, just killing. I think it's just killing. <laughs> oh no, poor Jonah. <laughs> yeah, Jonah, as you hold it up, you sort of turn around. Like I, I, I like the idea of Jonah like looking at this thing as he's going through the vampire's pockets and like says, "Oh guys, like look at this, look what I found." And then he looks up and there's just Killian there, who's like kind of like looking down the alley where the rest of them go and looking at Jonah, kind of like, "Are you coming?" Or <laughs> <laughs> are you done rifling through the vampire's pockets uh, you were hanging around his crotch area for a while there what have you found nothing <laughs> like crotch dust <laughs> the foreskin is particularly crumbly oh my god <laughs> moving on <laughs> hey, um, I regret opening that door off. 
<laughs> yes, dust yourself off. Please keep dust going, Tom. Let's go, go. <laughs> um, I, I, I showed the coin and make that statement, Killian. Yeah. Um, if there's anything, he would react to that. Do I know anything about soul coins? Yeah, it's a good question, Killian. Um, I would say probably you would, like, you might not recognize them just from appearance, but you would have heard of soul coins before. I'd say that, um, especially given your your background and the source of your magics, I probably you've encountered or heard stories of people trading their lives away to devils in, in bargains before and their souls being forfeit. As Jonor says, soul coin, this is, this is a person's soul trapped in here. That does ring a vague bell. Do you want to make me a history or arcana check, though, to see if you know any more? I will go for arcana. Brilliant. That is an 18. 18. Yeah, as as you think a bit deeper, yeah, I mean, in your home plane, there are tales told amongst those who fight devils and demons, amongst, amongst clerics and paladins, of the evils of these creatures and that devils can trap a human soul inside of a coin and that they use this to barter and to trade it's an abomination it's it's a it's a, a travesty you've you've heard of soul coins before what you do know of them with your arcana of 18 what you've heard is that yeah it's, it's a human soul or, or i shouldn't say specifically human it's it's a humanoid soul trapped in there a conscious sentient being and they are in pain it is a painful existence to be a soul coin. It is an eternity of, of pain. And those that are used as fuel, you can hear the screams of the soul whenever one of those infernal engines is powered. They are not they are not good mortal souls trapped within coins is in their own singular prison is a horrible thing. It's just something that's no, no person should ever have to experience. There is a way to extract the soul and send it on its way. Then that would be a kindness. Whoever did it, so he ended up with the coin here. So uh, either he's he's taken the coin from another place, or someone nearby can do this. So I think we we'll keep our uh, keep our eyes out. Uh, Tom, you may add a soul coin to your inventory. This is a legitimate magical item in D&D Beyond, and there are things that you can do with this. You may add this to your inventory. Spend it. Cool, cool, cool. All right, well, um, if that's it, I think we would then catch up with the rest of the group. Perfect. As you hurry to catch up with the rest of the party, um, Grinner sort of like taking up the, uh, the trail, unable to walk very quickly due to his grievous injuries uh, while Tithla, Theo and Luther uh, begin heading to the front um, Theo, did wanna you want yeah, to you wanted to ask Luther some stuff right? I'll help Grinner hobble along first, I'd, yeah. I, I, I healed him up that far, I'd, I'll, I'll act as a as a goat crutch for him I, um, I'm going to call out to everyone as well because it suddenly occurs to Grinner not everyone was up on the stage He's not. He's not people. I, I don't. Stop I don't it. know what the fuck he is, but he's he's not people. Mister Gun, I'm I'm also not really people. No, no, mate. He's not. I, I bashed his fucking head in, and he got better. He's not. Um, he's not I just he's... made you better from getting your head bitten off you, by. You hear? You hear a bit further ahead, Luther sort of go. 
So he, he bled uh, black blood uh, that was peculiar to say the least. He had a grievous uh, neck injury and healed it completely in a matter of seconds. Like further, yeah. a bit ahead. Oh, well, yeah, I, I grab Gurren, ho hobble up to Luther at that point. Um, yeah. Speaking of holes in the in the neck, Luther, um, I could not help but overhear what that vampire was saying. It's, uh, and Marty, uh, you can't really trust uh, vampires. They're monsters, pretty much, I guess. Uh, so we got more pressing matters, though, right now. Um, I'm, I'm sure they're not all bad. <laughs> oh, I, I totally agree with that sentiment, but uh, we've got more pressing matters, as, as I'm clearly sort of trying to avoid the question. I do, I do like that in times of trouble, when Mother Mary comes to Jared, <laughs> speaking words of wisdom, she says, gaslight the fuckers hard. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> can, can I roll for gaslight? <laughs> you can make an insight check, of course you can. Um, I will get you to roll a persuasion check or a deception check, Luther, because you haven't lied. So I'm happy to, to let you pick which one you want to roll because it's not it's not a deception per se. They both, both take one. Um, both take bro. I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm not deceiving him per se. No, exactly. Lies. I'll do persuasion. Yeah. I'm just sort of convinced me I, to think I, about I think, something else. I think Luther's, Luther's sort of thinking at the moment is like, there's more pressing matters ahead. Yep. We can deal with this a bit later. Yeah, um, it's it's not an outright lie. That's a one. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Theo. It's not, it's not that Luther does a particularly bad job defending himself per se. I mean, it's pretty obvious he's deflecting. As you look at him, his body language kind of gives it away quite quickly. He immediately begins to look anywhere but your eyes. As he reaches up, he sort of moves his collar to try and hide the bite wounds on his neck, immediately acting a little bit suspicious. Actually, but I will a, say... Oh, sorry, you go. That's probably a good... I was going to say that's probably a good observation. Now that I'm, like, holding my neck and then moving it every now and again to sort of free it up, the collar's not really there. You can probably see, like, an older set of yeah. bite wounds. Yeah. If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. I just need to know that um, we can... We can trust you. I'll um, look him in the eye, sort of look at everyone else real quick. You know, you've been traveling with me for so long, uh, nothing's come about in that history, so you're, you're fine for now. Like, no, you're fine 100%. I mean, yes, but um, secrets can be um, damaging. So I will, I, will, I will trust you, but. And we do have more pressing pressing matters for the moment. You are correct, but he'll um he'll look at you. Real I quick. think we are owed an explanation. He'll look at you real quick. That he, he I think <clears throat> he sort of like thinks about like the, all the traveling you've done together now. Um, he probably realizes that the time is sort of coming. So he looks at you and goes, um, "Once all this is settled, I I will." divulge everything oh that that's good enough for, for theo I, I i nod and continue helping grinner along and following this trail i'm gonna just limping along side-eyed theo and just kind of mutter what the fuck are you talking about stroke it <laughs> it, is, it is okay okay mr Grinner. it is it is fine do not do not worry well, I'm not fucking worried. Why are you 
having a go at Luther. I'm not having a go. He just um. It's all, uh, it's all good, Archibald. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I called you by your first name. I remember your <laughs> first name. <laughs> your name yeah. is. I did, I did look at that. Hang on, hang on. These revelations. Your your name is Archibald. <laughs> yeah. Well. Obviously, I don't go by that no more, but yeah, uh, yeah. Wait, can we call you Archie? Oh, <laughs> no, no, mate, look, it's Gritter. It's it's always been Gritter. It's always got to be... Look, why do you have Wait, to go... Wait, we have more things to do? <laughs> Just distract you with your secret from someone, <laughs> someone else. Good misdirect. <laughs> Luther, that's... We... Not to be ashamed of it, sir. Part of your family heritage. Well, yeah, that might be, but how do you I know? Don't remember family? talking to you about that? <laughs> I just start looking everywhere else, but everyone else's eyes. Um, can I? Can I? Quick question. Are we? Are we meant to be doing something other than talking about family we are, names? We are I'm assuming you're still walking. walking. Yeah, we're walking. I know, but running, just, we're jogging. I don't know what it, we're doing, but we're making It just feels a bit there. tense to be talking about little Archie. <laughs> oh god, Tooth is gonna run with that one. <laughs> is, um, yeah, is Jacob, you've rolled up a new character, right? Just in case. <laughs> Smiler. Oh, yes, my friend. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I'm assuming that you're next to Grinner at this stage, Tiffler. Is that 100%, right? 100%. Yeah. He's gonna like lean on your shoulder with his hand, like. Um, fully extended downwards, leaning on you, as Ow. well as on Theo. Ow. And I'm going to just kind of... Obviously, we can't stop moving at this point, but he's going to lean down as best he can and say, Look, that's a family first name that has gone back for a couple of generations, and it is not something that I want to be called. I start swearing even more. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't realise that you didn't want to be called that. Okay, thanks for letting well, me know, Grinner. You, you did realise that by the fact that I've been called by Grinner for at least two decades, mate. Why well, I, I did? Why well, I haven't known you that long? I've only known you for like six days, so maybe it was a newer thing. Grinner just does not have the. the physical or mental capacity to deal with that right now. As, as Grinner thinks it? about it, he coughs up a bit more blood onto the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Grinner that doesn't have that in him right now, or Raph? Bit of column A, bit of column B. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty perfect timing, actually. As, as you sort of are joking and laughing about this, as you come around the corner back onto the main road that leads from the southeastern gate into the town, you see the body of one of the guards slumped over in the middle of the road, almost kneeling in place, head bowed, looking down at something on the cobblestones in front of you. Oh, fuck that. Better not be Amelia. I'm going to hobble jog up to it. As you put your hand on the shoulder, the body slumps forwards, cracking into the cobblestones, and you can see the throat has been cut deeply all the way through. A single line, right from underneath the left ear all the way through to the right. Blood has dried down the front of the uh, 
the front of the guard. So I should say, the blood is just starting to dry down the front of the guard's is, uh, stomach. Is this the guard that I asked to restrain the Baron? As you have a closer look, Luther, you do recognize this as one of the guards from the stage. Damn it. <laughs> oh, that sucks. All right, we, we got to hurry up. This is not going the way that any of us wanted it to. We got it. Oh, shit. All right. This is going to hurt, but it's jogging time, you lot. Looks like we may actually have to kill the Baron. Well, yeah, if anyone had listened to me from the get-go, I would have said that was the proper well, way to go about this. But... To be honest, we were assuming that the Baron was a human, not whatever creature that he is. Well, let's let's go stop him from being anything, eh? I, I think we've still done the right thing. As you Along jog on way. a little bit further, Tithla, your keen senses and tracking spot a glint of metal on the side of the pathway. There is what appears to be chained manacles with a severed hand still inside one of the manacle uh, rings. Uh, everybody, my keen senses have, have noticed <laughs> a glint. There's appear to be some chain manacles with a severed hand it's thank, disgusting thank goodness jacob's here to play tithler because <laughs> heaven forbid we have any degree of like tension building occur <laughs> it's not immediately <laughs> undercut by that fucking voice <laughs> is it Guys. a is it a is it a left hand or a right hand um and tithler holds up the elena the with her hands she does the two l's to try and work out which is the left and right left hand uh on the second and third fingers are what look to be two very beautifully made expensive rings, gold and uh, one with a sapphire, one with a ruby embedded in the top. They'd be worth a fair bit of money. She doesn't even, like, notice the ring. She just goes, ah, the left, it's this one, and just holds up the hand. Left hand. There's really black blood around it. Yeah. Killian, as soon as you look closely, you can see that there is this thick, dark, congealed blood. The hand should be... I mean, at this stage, you wouldn't expect it to be bleeding at all. The blood should have drained out fully. As you pick it up, it's still slightly warm to the touch. And as you hold it up to, to look at that, as Tithla holds it up, a small line of black, almost mucus thick, begins to drip down out of one of the veins. I've, um, I've been around an upsetting amount of severed limbs. Can I roll for what cut this off? It's an interesting... Uh... <laughs> Interesting point about Corinna's character. Um, I guess this would be a medicine check or survival. I'm going to rule for Grinner. When when you say you've been around Severed Limbs, what Grinner is saying is that he has been on a number of battlefields as a mercenary and has seen pretty bad injuries before. That is correct. Not not that he has collected (laughs) Severed Limbs. (laughs) Uh, That's a nine, Grinner. As you look at this... The edges are jagged and, I, I mean, it could have been done by some, uh, maybe like a saber or a knife, but whatever it was, it wasn't very sharp. I mean, you can see sections where it's torn and weirdly enough, the edge of the manacle is really covered in blood right at the very top. And you can see where part of the thumb has been a bit torn off with some of the skin, but maybe maybe the person hacking it off was impatient or, or had to be quick. But yeah, whoever did this wasn't using something sharp. And Has this gone through the forearm bones, or is this through the wrist joint? 
It looks like the... That's a great question. Would would Grinner think of that question? Because that's a very raff question. I guess well, Grinner he's, might. Grinner's seen a lot of battle wounds. Yeah, he knows... Say it properly. Grinner's seen a lot of severed limbs. Sorry, he's been around a lot of severed limbs. He's been around them. He's caused a lot of... Yeah, that too. I will say... a lot of limbs. The... Massive shards of the radius and ulna do not appear to be present. Um, not that Grinner would know of that. Grinner, there's no chicken wings inside. As you look closely, yeah, cool. the the long stringy bones. You know, there's two long bones that are quite thin in the arm, in the forearm. They're not there. There's these like jagged sections and what looks to be this weird white pussy stuff deep inside. If you were a medical man, you might know that that's part of the joint that's been left over. But Grinner's not, so he just sees this sort of white pussy stuff inside. Lumpy boys. Yeah, lumpy bits. Um, cool. Well, shit. All right. Is there a blood trail from that hand? What's interesting, the blood trail that you've been following this time had been splotches of red blood, fresh red blood. This dark black ichor, there is indeed a separate trail, one that seems to lead far less frequently than what it should be for a severed limb. I mean, this should be gushing with blood. Even if it was tourniquet, there should be a very clear trail of blood spatters leading away. There's just the occasional drop of this black dark ica leading directly up the steps and to the door of the Baron's house. In fact, you can see a bloody handprint, both red and black mixed together, pushed against the door, which is hanging very slowly, opening and closing slightly on its hinges with this low creak. So, the the other blood trail yeah. you mentioned, we were following the Leads red. to this Does kneeling it go figure. Elsewhere? doesn't seem to go right, anywhere. Okay, it seems okay, to stop okay. at the kneeling figure. Okay. Well, uh, any thoughts on this, you lot? Otherwise, I'm just going straight in there. Before you before you go, Grinner. Hey. And Tissa puts up a hand and cast Cure Wounds at a second level too. Ooh, nice. This, this shit is not looking Ooh, good. Show me up, man. I'm on. That's what I'm here <laughs> for. Right. Ooh, that's a good roll. 14. Oh, 14. fuck yeah. How's Jonor looking? Um, he's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, man. Okay. <laughs> I was worried for a second there, but if he's okay, that's all good. Is anyone else looking super messed up? Cool. Um, no, no, pretty Doesn't good. I have full like HP at 28 because I got HP maximum reduced, so fun. Yeah. But Matt, I look, I look drained, but other than that, I am uh, at peak health. I say as I pick the hand up and pocket it, anybody who has a high passive perception, <laughs> I, might, I might try to see if it fits on my stump. This is like a good match, and I'll be like, <laughs> I could use this later, and I'll put it away. Um... I'm going to get a... What would this be? I Religion. guess this would be a perception or investigation check, Killian, as you pick up the hand and try to pocket it. Perception is 15. For a second, Killian, you could have sworn you felt the hand move as you tried to stuff it into your bag. Just for a second. could have sworn you felt it. <laughs> Just shift slightly. Maybe I spasms. But... I could have sworn I felt it move. It might have just been from where I tried to put it in my pocket or 
you know how a uh, chicken can still run around for like four or five seconds after his head has been cut off. It could have been that. I do not know. But I'm yeah. still going to put it in my pocket. Can I have it back? I want to try something. You can have it back. Yes. Tesla wants to... So this is the Baron's hand. Yeah, that's yeah. what we've worked out. You, you suspect so. Assuming so. Great. Tesla wants to, if it's then moving, try and move her hunter's mark oh. to the Baron. Oh, oh Tesla. Fucking clever. Yes. I'm going to rule. Up Actually, to you. Me... I know that one's a bit bullshit. So no, 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 no. I, it's I not understand. necessarily. Let me just quickly read the specifics of Hunter's Mark. You choose a creature you can see within range and mystically mark it as your quarry. Do you know what? And how long does it last for? Up to an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You an can hour. totally move it. Oh, so here's the rule. If this was a severed limb off a creature... Just any any old creature, just off a normal yep. creature if it had been seven. This would not work. And Tithla, you course. trying this, you know that this shouldn't work. And that's why she didn't it, try it at the start, because of course it wouldn't work. It's yeah. a severed limb. It, it, the hand itself is dead, so there's nothing there, right? But the magic takes, and for a brief second, you feel the connection. Uh, as she's then holding the hand, she Ah! That... Um, the, the hand's still alive. It's, he's, it's his hand, but it's still alive. Uh, yeah, he's not, he's not normal. Well, I, I fucking said that. Well, do you want to hold the still alive hand? No, no. I, look, just, just whatever you did, pinpoint where he's gone. Um, well, I sort of have a vibe. Yeah, I can probably find him a bit better. Well, look, my... my worry is that he's gone inside and he's found himself something to heal himself with. He might have. Yeah, and we've been standing around out here. I think, look, if I go in and start a distraction, fuck, we don't have time for a fucking plan. I'm going to run through the door. Wait, no, no! (laughs) Yes! Uh, No, I think it's a good idea. I think we'll be behind um, behind Grinner this time. Brilliant. Grinner. As you rush through the door, like, before, smashing Before you it. explain what happens, oh. I just want to say, <laughs> yeah. I have this great idea. You know how you can have the stick that you use to find water? Yeah, yeah, like a dousing, a dousing yes. rod. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to use that with the hand to help I mean, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm sorry to cut so, you off, Jacob, but Grinner's had a better idea, which is yeah. Leroy Jenkins. Um, <laughs> as Grinner <laughs> slams open the door and rushes in, the first thing that greets you, Grinner, is the sight of a body on the floor, dressed in the guard's uniform, breastplate, helmet, scattered away, is Amelia, lying still at the bottom of the stairs. Inside, the manor is in a state. You can see that there are sections of the stairwell itself that have been shattered. Amelia's sword has, in fact, broken. The tip has chipped off. And you can see that part of the uh, scabbard as well looks like it has been split as if it has smashed into something very heavy or very hard and cracked down the middle. Her shield splintered in two, one half embedded into the back of the front door, the other half still strapped to her wrist and her forearm. As you smash Um. in the door, the rest of the room 
just as you quickly look around in this moment of panic, seems empty. But you hear the sound of footsteps thumping upstairs. There's like, as if someone's walking with a very odd, strange gait. The occasional sound of something scraping against the wooden floor above. Um, okay. His wife, his wife and son are here. As 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 everyone's doing this, I'll, I will quickly start um, checking Amelia's signs of see if she has any signs of life. Yeah, could I get a quick medicine check, please, Luther? And seeing that in hand, I'm going to start sprinting nah. up the stairs. Nah, I'm not very good at it. I look at um, I probably would actually look at Tifler, who's the resident medicine person. No, I, I I'm, I'm too flustered. I can't really find anything. Tifler, can you have a quick quick look? If that's all right. Of course, of course. I kind of like the idea of the some of the, the blood around her, on her clothing, around her hands. Luth, I mean, you, you've you drunk blood fairly recently. The hunger is still there a little bit for you. And as you lean in to check on Amelia, you feel that sudden rush of hunger once again. You sort of have to stand up quickly. The twin feeling of hunger and nausea fighting for dominance in your in your mind. I think yep. Tithel then subconsciously works. like just pushes you away a little bit, not because of who you are, just for her no, to no, make no, no. access. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, and she'll go in and do a medicine check. Yeah, give us a medicine check, Tithel. A good one, hey? 18. 18. Amelia is alive. She has suffered a pretty brutal blow to her stomach that, unless treated, will probably kill her in a few days. I can't look at... Cure wounds, second level. Okay. All right. Oh, I was going to use my... Nice. All right, yep, cool, that's fine. Yep, perfect. That's my Thanks. last spell. As you place your hands upon her stomach, sort of rolling her over her head, lolling back, you can see that she has numerous broken bones. The arm that held the shield, part of the uh, upper uh, arm is just splintered. There are sections where the bone is coming through, uh, pushing through the skin. But as you focus and concentrate, that golden light filling you and you push against the wound, you watch as sections of her stomach begin to knit back together and you hear this (coughs) as she begins coughing up a little bit of black blood. So Tithel is chewing up, you know, different weeds and roots and applying them and starting to wrap them and through that transferred the healing energies. As her eyes sort of flutter open, still just maintaining consciousness, she looks up. Uh, Tithler, you need to get upstairs. He's up there. He's, he's got them. He's got them both. Who? Hey, who's he got? The, the, the wife and the son. He's got them both. All right. We'll, we'll get him. What do you know about him? Quick. What's his weakness? I, I don't know. Not swords. As she looks Not at her sword. broken sword. <laughs> okay. All right, one, one of my closest childhood friends growing up was named Amelia, and this makes me so happy that she's alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Um, I had a little bit of a timer going. If you guys had fucked about for much longer and not gone straight there, she wouldn't have made it. Good team. Double stepping it up the stairs. I'll, Josh, um, I'm going to say sorry. 
I was just going to say the black blood that she's coughed up. Oh, sorry, similar? that was a misspeak. Or is yeah, it just, sorry, just that was an over misspeak. Um, okay. Uh, when Shame. when you get when you get blood in your lungs, um, often it oxidizes much quicker, so it looks like a much darker color. Um, I realized as soon as I said it that that would be an easy thing to immediately be like, wait a minute, there's a dude with black blood. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> sorry, that is a misspeak. As she coughs up this dark uh, red sorry. blood, but it is still watery. That's oh, my bad. Hello. Seriously, what kind of a freak knows that? When you get blood in your lungs, it oxidizes quicker and so it goes darker. Who knows that? No one. Medical school. Hello. <laughs> I like to know things. Things that I can use to torment gonna, you and give you gonna, nightmares. Um, nightmares. I'm going to help Tiffler like, bandage up Amelia while Tiffler's casting the spell just so she's a bit more stable. Right. And Perfect. So doesn't take as long sort of while you guys are doing that yeah. then i'm gonna go and back up grinner even though we're oh, probably thanks, not the best yeah. but i'm gonna back up <laughs> grinner jonah i'm going the stairs perfect okay all right yeah, jonah sorry. and once us amelia three, said go the original yeah. three start backing each other up nice <laughs> so the suicide two plus luther head upstairs because <laughs> you both well, gone I mean, down last no. session <laughs> Tiff, I was, gonna start, I was just waiting like doing the heel and yeah and just literally you'll only you'll only be a few seconds behind them yeah as grinner luther and jonah begin charging up the stairs you hear a woman's voice call out and then cut off suddenly from at the top of the stairs as you sprint to the top of the landing you hear a door slam shut down the hallway just too late to see who was on the other side of it this sudden flash of a figure Standing partially in darkness before the door slams shut, you hear the sound of a key locking in the latch. I'm going to full sprint at it and double leg jump kick, fly kick into the door. (laughs) Could I have an athletics check, please? (laughs) Oh my goodness. If this goes well, mate, this would be great. Can I give him advantage by doing... Uh, also pushing into the door but not doing what he's doing but just doing uh, I'd push. say if Grin is doing a double leg kick in midair there's not a lot of room for you to be near the door without being caught up in Grinner's acrobatics athletics uh, I would say if you wanted to help him maybe you kind of like run behind and as he jumps you kind of push him in the air like you sort of run with him <laughs> and kind of help you almost him. Yeah. I could spider climb on the other wall and then use like because it's like throwing all my cards out yeah like because then i have like i and then i have a better base to push him from yeah that's a good point wall actually absolutely momentum it looks, really weird human javelin. <laughs> it looks so <laughs> weird during all those seeing that jono you watch kind of in surprise taking up the rear here as grinner just lets out this growl and takes off at a <clears> run only a few seconds behind him is Luther, who just jumps up onto the ceiling and begins running behind Grinner on the ceiling. Not the ceiling, not the ceiling. I'm going to do the, the wall. On the wall, wall. On okay. the opposite wall. Oh, well, that's less insane. To the door? Yeah, that's not as insane. <laughs> okay. Because well... they're not using that, like, that wall as Grinner's hitting the door to, like, use his base to throw, thr- thrust him through the door. Okay. As you as you thrust Grinner through the entryway, um, okay, I'm gonna keep going, am I? All right. Could I please have a uh, Could I please have an athletics check from Grinner? I will give this advantage. All right. So I've already rolled that once. I'll roll a second time. Or oh, nat twenty. I actually nice. can't see them coming through, but I definitely trust you. 
Are they on the? Oh, have you got your? Is your thing stuck or no? Oh no! Is it not doing the? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's super easy. You can see it. No, I did not. Oh, okay. That's just me. Thomas did though. Oh, there you go. They both come through. They both come through. Holy shit! Twenty-one and natural twenty. Um, with the combined effort of the two of you working together. Grinner just spears towards the door. There's no hint of the door even withstanding this for a second. There's no groan. There's no creak. The door explodes into splinters as Grinner doesn't just shatter through it. He shatters the door itself. Part of the doorway is torn off with him. The hinges stronger than the wood itself as it rips part of the drywall inwards. Grinner shoots into the room, colliding with the person behind the door who had attempted to lock it behind himself. As you slam into this figure, Grinner, you roll and stumble forwards, crashing into the back wall. I will have you take a D4 of damage. That's one damage point. Don't even worry about it being a bad thing. Fucking hell, I roll badly for that. Um, As you take one point of damage and smash into the back wall, you hear this underneath you as you smack into this figure, along with a cry of like this this gasp of fear beside you in the room i'm gonna slow everything down now as we head into like a semi initiative but not a not a full initiative the room itself seems to be some sort of uh, opening up into the attic space above where i think some of you have already been before theo and jonor have both been into the attic before and luther you've yep. certainly seen into it through the skylight when you were shadowing the two of them this is the junk room that you had seen in the manor previously. The figure that Grinner collides with is sent careening into a pile of chairs. Grinner himself smashing into what looks to be an old couch covered with a... Uh, that's explaining the one hit point damage. An old couch covered in a dust sheet as he smacks into that. Standing just on the other side of the door, probably they were being held, looks to be the wife of Baron Vargas, uh, a woman who you've recognized before, but um, who every time you've seen her seems thoroughly messed up. With them as well is Victor. Concerningly though, you see a large gash down the side of Victor's face and his upper tunic. One of the sleeves has been completely torn off, a large gash along his upper arm. As Grinner smashes into Baron Vargas and knocks him into this pile of chairs, you see that his left hand is missing, the manacles still around his ankles. The knife that he was holding, the dagger that he was holding, skids across the floor, disappearing behind a pile of junk. As you slowly sort of get yourself up, Grinner, and look back, a huge smile breaks across Victor's face, pure relief. But the wife of the Baron looks almost frozen in fear, her eyes wide, just mouth partly agape, looking terrified. Jonah, I'm going to say that probably you and Luther have a bit of a chance to act before anything else. Grinner going through the door is a surprising action that no one was expecting. Uh, Grinner loses his sort of surprise turn by smashing into a couch. Uh, on the other side of the door and knocking this dude prone. Jonor and Luther, both of you have a chance to act first. I pass so, over to the two of you. What Luther would probably do is first things first, save the two of them. I would immediately try and usher them out 
into the alley, in the hallway at least, get them out of harm's way. That's probably what Luther would do. Um, so I'll attempt that. Yeah. Um, do you say anything to them while you're doing that? Um, I'd probably be like, um, come on now, we're going to get out of here. This is a dangerous look. You've got wounds, everything. Come on, we need to go now. This is this is dangerous, this situation. You need to go now. You watch as Victor like starts to nod and then goes, Oh, um, I, I can fix my mother. He's done something to her. I, I can fix her. We just need to get to my to my room with all of my equipment and my spell books. I, I can fix her. I look at journal. As you, you start looking at me, yeah, that's definitely your more your realm of expertise. Ooh. I hear that conversation going on. I don't listen to them. I'm looking over at the Baron, and I say. Uh, um, I think you should um, sit down and stand up and sit down and stand up for the uh, next uh, three hours as I cast suggestion onto the Baron. Ooh, I suggest <laughs> you sit down then stand up repeatedly for the next three hours. Yeah, I think that'd work as a suggestion because it's a course of action with a time limit. Absolutely. Um, I will roll a wisdom save. DC is 15. 15. Oh, I'm sorry, Joe, not literally 15. No chance oh, yeah. disadvantage. Not with disadvantage for that. If it had been like a dexterity check while he's prone, or a strength save, I'd say probably. But for wisdom, not so much. Um, if anything, probably being not prone and being dazed means he doesn't even hear the suggestion properly. If anything, he sort of like stands up. <laughs> what? I'm just talking to him. He's not listening to me. I'm not listening to Luther. Right, I'll <laughs> the, look at. I'll, yeah. I'll respond to Victor real quick. Look, we can deal with all that later. Right now, you need to get to safety. We can, we can handle that later. Um, Victor sort of like nods, and then you watch as he grabs his mother by the wrist and dashes further into the room, pulling her through the junk, trying to get her to the other side of the room. As he does That's so, not what I meant. <laughs> as he does so, he calls back. No, no, no! Trust me. Come with me. Get him to follow us. I have a plan. Trust me. Am I nearby at this point? Or yeah, by this point, you're coming to the top of the this. stairs. Can I do an insight check on that? Definitely. No. I, I, I scream no. <laughs> I scream no. Is that an insight? 19. 19. Um, hey, Luther, he believes he has a plan. He believes he is, like, when he says this, there is a look of hope in his eyes that you don't get the sense could be faked. I mean, this is a boy who, from what you've seen and what you've heard, isn't very confident, isn't very, um, I would hesitate to say competent, <laughs> but in this moment, he seems very sure. He seems... This dude's dead set going to try and vaporize his dad, hey? <laughs> he seems very hopeful. And he or his mom. Like he, he seems like he has yeah. a plan. Yeah, can I be sprinting in there and doing my goatee mirthful leaps over all this junk to try and get to Victor as, as fast as humanly possible? Hundred percent. As you as you basically dash forwards and throw yourself over the top of uh, the prone Baron, dashing up uh, on in line with the others, you land on the floor right next to Victor. Victor turns around, like sees you, nods and goes, oh, "Yes, good, good. I have I have a plan. Quickly, come with me. Come with me. I have a plan. A really good one." No. No, no, absolutely not, Victor. 
No, no, I can fix my mother and get rid of my father at the same time. We, we can... You agreed to listen to Professor John or and I on your schooling of magic, and this is not how to do it. This is... Your, your mind is far too heightened to be properly casting magic at this point. Could I get you to make me a persuasion check, please, Theo? Oh, it was just teetering on 20 and then toppled over. <laughs> what an asshole digital dice. Straight Four- tease. 14. <clears throat> For a moment, it looks like he's going to listen to you. And then he shakes his head. No, I could do this. Let me prove myself to you and Professor Jonor. Uh, Is he going to be... I'm sorry, go on. No, no. You, you, you go. Um, if, if I'm in eyesight and I've seen he, if I'm seeing him go to that teleportation circle, I can see him doing that. I want to use a reaction to do something, so just keep that in mind. Uh, I'm happy to, for the purposes of keeping this going, as uh, running to the top of the stairs close behind, uh, I'd say probably at this point, Tithler and Killian have just finished helping sort of stabilize Amelia. As the two of you get to the top of the stairs, you watch as Grinna slowly stands up, as does the Baron. As he looks towards you, you can see that his eyes are just pools of inky blackness. Almost what look to be tears leak out from both the nasal and temporal side of each eye, this thick Icarus blood. Big smile still plastered on his face, but dark black scum staining his teeth and lips. As he smiles, he goes, My darling wife, why would you betray me like this? And my naughty son, you will need to be punished. No guests after ten. And then as he turns towards all of you, Time for you to die now, okay? With a big smile on his face. Tiflin nodded her head, I saw Jacob do that. <laughs> He's like, yes, that sounds good. I am going to get uh, all of you to roll initiative, but before you do, let me put you in the uh, in the correct map. I uh, I didn't put you across just in case this wasn't a uh, wasn't a combat situation, but it looks like it is definitely one. So I will oh, with Grinner involved, hell yeah, it is. Might not <laughs> yeah, have been straight combat. Oh, I forgot <laughs> that it was called Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's an unwelcome surprise, to say the least. Um, a welcome surprise? Now, I will just it. update. I'll just update these two tokens here, and I'll move you guys all across to this section here. So you'll find your tokens uh, very small for a few seconds. As that happens, please feel free to click on your tokens and roll initiative. Just before uh, Killian and Tiff came up the stairs, I you. We- I reckon the pair of us would have moved Amelia to a safer location. Yeah. And then I Perfect. would summon my familiar, my blood owl, to stand to be like a sentry for her. Brilliant. Just yeah. in case anything tries coming in behind. Love it. That, that's protected. fantastic. That's awesome. Is, is the owl made of blood or is a blood owl a specific type of owl that you're familiar with? I think you know the it's answer. It's made of blood. <laughs> I, I, pop, pop, I pop the cork <laughs> and a big gobjaw of blood comes out and turns into an owl. Does it stay red or does it fade to like owl colour? Nope, stays red. Cool. Metal growth. I was going to say, I think I think you knew where that was going. Surely you knew what that was going to be, right? Like, Blood owl sounds like a perfectly legitimate owl species. That's fair. That's Probably fair. is. I can only see black screen for me. I've made it oh, big, but I can't I reload see. it. Oh, okay. It's, I'll, I'll just reload. Yeah, give it, a, give it a quick reload. Um, You should be able to see... I'm just checking. Uh, The vision should be present. 
let me know if it's not working. Just realize Seems smart for me. Reload fixed. Perfect. That's what I like to hear. Um, alrighty, brilliant. As you all begin sort of like rushing forwards, I'll let, let me just quickly position people a little bit better. So Theodore, you were over with uh, Victor. I'll just make it so you can see their token names. Sorry, give me two seconds. Let's see that Owen was clear. Look, I don't think I'll be mistaking Victor for his mum with those tokens though. That's fair. <laughs> That's very fair. Um, he do doesn't look like a sexy boy, does he? No, he looks honestly <laughs> very spooky. He, he seems like the bad guy in the situation. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Jacob's right behind you, Tithler. Jonah's just behind Grinner. Grinner's right up with Vargas. Luther's back a little bit. All right, perfect. Uh, brilliant. Okay, so it looks like our initiatives are as follows. Oh, Sorry, no. I haven't rolled initiative yet. Give me a sec. No, no, that's all Baron okay. roll a zero for initiative? No, it hasn't updated. And I've also got oh. two of every person, which is hilarious. So I'll quickly update that as well. Uh, so let's quickly go through. So Luther was... Sorry, um... Theo was a two. Yep. That's not super <clears throat> hot, Theo. That's a shame. Uh, Grinner was a five. That's also not super hot. We all rolled really bad. All rolled really badly. Uh, Killian was a 17. Uh, Jonor was a five. Oh, Jonor. such <laughs> uh, trash at the initiative. Luther, <laughs> Luther was an eight. <laughs> Holy shit. And Tithler was, Tithler was 14. That's not as bad. <clears throat> Um, and I will quickly add Victor as well. Uh, I was going to put him at the end, but I think it's better if I put him in the initiative. Ooh, just oh, just caught that sneezing like time. So I'm so allergic to that. Um, oh, wow. I'm, I didn't roll as badly for them. All right. So first off the bat is Baron Vargas. Um, he uses half his movement to slowly stand up Grinner um, as he sort of turns around and says that piece. It's time for you to die now. He then steps towards you, Grinner, reaches back pulls out a knife from his belt and then just comes forward and tries to stab you in the chest. Uh, Grinner, does a 14 hit you? I don't think it does. That's my armor class. Then it does just hit you, unfortunately. Does. Sorry, buddy. That's going to be seven points of piercing damage as the dagger stabs into your chest. You feel it scrape against two of your ribs. And as he pulls it out, he goes, ah, another, and then stabs you again. Oh, cheeky bastard. Rinner does a, no, 12 doesn't hit you. That's okay. Not as bad. Wow. I'm rolling uh, not so great for him either. As he stabs forward a second time, you just knock his hand out of the way, pushing the dagger free. Um, Tell me it went into the exact same hole as the last one and did no additional damage. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Another. <laughs> Um, as he as he does so and pulls back, you can see he only has one hand. He's doing this with his right hand. His left hand is just this bloody stump, slowly dripping black ichor. Uh, at the end of his turn, you watch as he holds his hand up, holds the dagger up, which is covered in your blood. As he brings the dagger closer to his hand, the blood begins to pull off it and slowly form this like skeletal hand made of blood on the uh, missing stump. Ah, that's better. Now I can strangle you. And then he holds both hands out. <laughs> uh, Killian, it is your turn. Uh, that is a trick that I need to learn. <laughs> I'm just going to take it a step forward. It will cost you your life. <laughs> I'll just take yours instead and I'll swirl out the blood around me to like globules circle around and I'll just flick both of them towards him and cast Eldritch Blast. Brilliant. Let's see that Eldritch Blast, hey? Eldritch First is a 21 to hit. 21. Roll me some damage. 
And a 17 to hit. 17 definitely hits. Roll me two sets of damage. Come on. That is 11 points of forest damage. Brilliant. And 11 points of force damage. Nice and consistent. Um, That's brilliant. As this... These two beams of this dark uh, red blood-like energy fire out from your hand and strike into him. The first one shatters through this new skeleton hand that he'd just created and you watch as the whole upper arm breaks and bends back the wrong way. As he looks down in surprise, the second beam hits him in the chest and you watch as his ribs cave in, leaving this indented section of his chest. You watch as he... Good shot! Not good enough, though! <laughs> Anything else you're saying, uh, Killian? That's it. Tithla, this is your fucked. turn. I'm just, just as a heads up. What was um, that, sorry? This shit's fucked. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's the technical term for what's happening here. <laughs> uh, Tithla's going to take a couple of steps to the side just to get a better line of sight. Uh, and she's going to pull up her bow and take two shots. Brilliant. With the first one. That's a 26 to hit. 26, that'll definitely hit. Cool. So then we've got Hex on that and Drake will infuse. And you've got Hunter's Mark too, don't forget. Yep. Lovely. So so that's a six off the actual damage. That is another three off the uh, infuse. And then... That's cold damage from your Drake, isn't it? Correct. Brilliant. And then Hunter's Mark is... Six. D6. Oh, very nice. Six on a D6. That's a total of 15 points of damage. Very nice, Tithla. Lovely. And now she's going to take a second shot. Brilliant. Uh, great. With a... Oh, that's a 28 to hit. 28's going to hit. Baby! Some brutal damage. Ah, uh, that's a... I just rolled a one on that, so that's five. That's not as good. Uh, and okay. then uh, Hunter's Mark up. is another three. Three points of damage. As these two arrows almost directly into where his heart would be, Tithler. This should have felled him. If he was any normal man, he would have dropped instantly. I mean, this is expert marksmanship from you, Tithler. I know. Yeah. The two arrows. I, I, I like how I speak as your subconscious is when I <laughs> sort of talk to characters. So yeah, Tithler, I mean, this was expert. Expert marksmanship. It's like, it's like the narrator in Baldur's Gate 3. You know that your shots hit true, yet the man still stands there, mocking you, his tone seemingly unaffected by your brutal display of power. Um, as the arrows... That. Good narrator impersonator. Accurate. Thank you. Accurate. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, that was really good. That's what I'm here to do. Um, as the arrows directly into the chest, he stumbles back a little bit. Oh! 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 As he looks up, <laughs> pulls one of the arrows free, <laughs> vomits up a bit of black blood, drops the arrow between his fingers, stumbles forward a little bit towards Grinner. That really hurt. <laughs> uh, looks like that really hurt. Nice. Um, Drake, can you help get him? <laughs> yep. Perfect. Uh, and then that'll be the end of Tithla's turn. And then Jacob will mm. run over. 
Kissa. The parasite yep. behind your eye squirms in recognition. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so Dracob's going to get over there. Uh, yeah. Get on the other side of uh, the Baron. And he's going to take a bite. As your shots strike true, you feel powerful. Mm, you natural feel one, baby! Authority. <laughs> natural one. You don't feel authority. You must rest <laughs> before you use your illithid powers again. As the Drake just fails to do anything. <sighs> just bites down on empty air. Actually, I'd say that as Vargas sort of stumbles forward, he kicks a chair. The Drake ducks underneath the chair and gets tangled up in the legs before coming like to a stand again once, like right in front of it, but without any like sort of time left to quickly bite down cool thanks for embarrassing Drake in front You're of welcome. everyone victor so rude. victor um turns towards theodore trust me i have a plan and he steps towards the door throws the door open and lets out this piercing whistle like as he steps back to the side you watch as a whole bunch of undead cats <laughs> made of bones begin to rush into the room and head straight for his father. Unexpectedly, the <laughs> they don't attack him. Instead, they take up positions surrounding him, their claws reaching down and marking the wood beneath him with symbols you don't recognize. Oh, fuck. Victor well, smiles, gives a thumbs up to you guys and then rushes into the room. Jonor, you said that you held your action in case it looks like Victor was going to do something. Uh, if you're going to cast teleportation, I was going to I was going to stop that one. That was the plan. It's I'm going to I'm going to correct your held action just because actually make me an arcana check. Make me an arcana check. Sorry. I, I take that back. Make me an arcana sure. check. 12. Jonor, it definitely looks like Victor's about to cast some sort of magic, but whatever it is, you're not quite sure how it's going to work. I mean, your understanding of teleportation circle, casting circle of teleportation, requires you to cast it on a spot with runes for a whole year. But if he's going to do teleportation on his father right now, the cats have just started carving this magic circle now. You you don't know what this is that he's about to try and do. It could be teleportation. It, it might not be. I see the cat scratching in the ground. It's like... <clears throat> He's thinking to himself, those claws just are not fine enough to get the right shape. And that, it's a, that, that L is the wrong way around. What yeah, is, it's not great. As you, look at the, as you look at the arcane rings. Seeing Theodore try to be like, no, you shouldn't do anything. I reckon he's primed to, to whack whatever he's doing in the head with a um, counterspell. Okay, you're going to counterspell Victor. Okay, um, Jonor, I'm going to get you to roll me a D100, please. Good <clears throat> As he's rolling, disintegrate made. 17? <laughs> you watch as Victor gives you a thumbs up. Jonah goes, I've got this! And presses his hand against the wall. There's a sudden flash of light. And you watch as Victor slowly starts rising into the air. He lets out a scream and vanishes. <laughs> and disappears. Wait, did he disintegrate? Or did he <laughs> don't know. As Jonor counterspells, you watch as he just like rises into the air, and then in this flash of light and a scream, he puffs away. And the Baron's still there. The Baron's still standing there. As he turns around that and watches his son good. go, he goes, "I told him he was shit at magic. Look what he's, he's done now. Really I'm going to have to raise him as a zombie." Well, at least that's one less to deal with. 
Yeah. No, we don't have to kill them ourselves. That's yeah. good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's the end of uh, <laughs> the end of Victor's turn, uh, Luther. I think that's <laughs> the end of Victor's turn. Victor, yeah. um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, being victim. <laughs> as this as this happens, you watch as the Lady Velakovich. She watches her son, for all intents and purposes, vanish into nothingness. Something snaps within her. Suddenly, this paralysis that you've seen before, this look of fear, a dark furrow crosses her brow as her eyes suddenly, which have been unfocused the whole time you've seen her, suddenly focus once again. No, my son, no. She slowly bends down picks up the dagger off the ground that Vargas had dropped earlier and as she turns back towards her husband you're a monster you're a monster uh, I'm going to say that I will roll Good her for idea. initiative because that kind of would have been I didn't roll her for initiative because she was essentially paralysed by fear yeah okay she would have gone sooner um, Luther as you are about to take your turn I'm going to say you and the lady Velakovich are going to act on the same turn so what are you planning to do um, look, everything that's went down, like with him disappearing, I, I don't really know what to do, so I'm just going to pull out a pistol and shoot the Baron because there's nothing really else for me to do. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just going to pull out my pistol um, and yeah, shoot the Baron. So if she Brilliant. wants to do anything, she's more than welcome to. No, as as you take, take your shots because a bullet's going to move faster than a woman running, so... <laughs> Please feel free to take your shots. And then we'll, 25. We'll have her... Uh, yep, 28 25 both hit the Baron. Um, as your shots, 11 piercing, so 18. Brilliant. As your shots ring out, the Baron Vargas Velakovic takes these two bullets directly to the chest. Actually, I maybe even the 28, uh, directly to the forehead as his head snaps back. This bullet striking through the center of his skull and his head dips forward again. He sort of reaches up, tries to like touch it. His arms no longer moving correctly. What? <laughs> Tickles. What have you done? <laughs> and then as he turns, you watch as the Lady Velakovich screams, Our son! Dives forwards with the dagger and slams it into his chest. Um, as she steps over one of the skeletal cats. Actually, the second that spell goes off with Victor, all of the cats mm -hmm. would turn to bones, just fall apart. <clears throat> Sorry, I did forget to mention that at the time. You watch as all of the cats just tumble apart into bones. Well, as, now the room's dirty. As the Lady <laughs> Velakovich strikes <laughs> forward with a dagger and slams it into his chest. For the first time, the smile on the Baron's face cracks. My love? What are you? And then you watch as she twists the dagger in place. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> I can just bring him back. I can do anything. <laughs> she twists the dagger further, screaming, holding close and pulling against whatever inside of him is keeping this person going. Something within him breaks. Jonor, it is your go. All right, well, with that, um, he's going to walk up towards Baron get within 15 feet. He reaches up, he gets his hand and he pulls it from inside his cloak. A flame starts to erupt on side, uh, on top of it. And he looks down at the Baron. I uh, run, step, step aside. And he just, just held straight down at him. 
That's a firebolt. Brilliant. Fun. Oh, it's a turn down, he said, fire, and... Fourteen. <laughs> Which Fourteen one would it be? is just a hit. Um, Fifteen fire damage. Jonor, how do you want to do this? That's enough. That's not bad. That's enough. I reckon that's going to... He's just pelted this down. It's like a baseball, and someone on the ground, he's just, just laying into someone. Uh, I reckon it starts, it like explodes out from the um, center of his, his uh, gut and pops outwards from there. Something about the Baron, whatever he is, Jonah, you get the sense he must be some form of undead. And you know that some undead fear fire and radiant damage. You know that, that fire and radiant damage can often deal uh, quite heavy damage, some, some damage that can't be uh, regenerated to undead. That burst of fire that slams into his chest and stomach catches a light, that dark black Icarus blood almost acts like oil, a fuel for the fire. The flame burns in his chest, hollowing out his insides rapidly, his ribs glowing with this orange light as it moves up his chest. He looks down in fear, the dagger glowing red hot as this flame engulfs him and the Lady Velakovich having to let go and step back. As his eyes turn towards you, Jonor, that smile comes back to his face one more time. <laughs> Smiles go for... <sighs> and the fireball engulfs him. As the flames die down, the sudden flash of light, blinding you momentarily, a charred smoking stain is all that is left of the Baron Vargas Velakovich. And I'm going to take you all out of initiative at that point. You watch as the Lady Velakovich collapses to the ground, sobbing, looking over in the direction where she saw her son vanish. The magic he tried to activate in her <clears throat> mind somehow backfiring and taking him with her. Can I go investigate what he pressed on the wall to try and activate that spell? Yeah, of course. Do you want to make me an arcana check, please, Theo? Not, not really, but I will. I, oh, I mean, if you, 16. <laughs> Theo, as you look, you can see that the teleportation circle that Victor had been working on, it looks like he had actually made a few more adjustments since he last spoke with you. There's a few extra runes that you don't recognize. There seems to have been some changes. And clearly, whatever he was doing, it looks like he was trying to link this teleportation circle with the ground where his father was standing. There was some attempt there to like mirror the magic. It was already unstable. I mean, as you look at this, you're no mage, you're no wizard, your druidic magic works very differently, but from what you've already learned and from what Jonor had said previously, this looks like it had a very low chance of success anyway. Something wild was going to happen here when he activated this. Jonor's counter spell, I'd say that, I mean, you probably would have seen Jonor snap his fingers and hold his hand out to prevent this. Um, nope. No. Okay, cool. You don't see that. And then you've got no idea what happened. No, 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 no I do. Dude, I just said that. that was my impersonation of, of Jonor. <laughs> Jonor <him>. going, nope. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I, I mean, whatever Jonor did, this magic is already so wild, so untamed, it had nowhere to go. And so it backfired on Victor. All that is left of him are a pair of boots 
sitting in the middle of the floor where he was hovering above, slowly smoking. Are they nice boots? They are nice boots. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're quite nice boots. I mean, his father's the the um, mayor of the town. The boots are very nice. Not going to fit your goat feet, though. No, you've got cloven <laughs> hooves, mate. You're a satyr. <laughs> you have to get them taken in a bit. You have to remove the toes to start with. <laughs> well, then, yeah, in that case, boots hold no interest to... Um, I have another quick look around. Does he have any more books and stuff that he's got now that Jonah and I didn't take off him? As you have a quick look around, um, no, I mean, lo- loads, of, loads of books, huge numbers of books. But as you look through them, then they don't seem to be books specifically on how to cast spells. There's no like how-to guides here. It's all more on the theory of magic itself. There's a number of books that talk about the different schools of magic. Um, one that focuses on transmutation but more explaining it in a philosophical sense rather than a practical sense. You don't get the idea. Like, looking through this stuff, if he had any other material with him, it was with him when Jonor caused this spell right. to backfire, and it is now wherever he is, <laughs> if there was anything left. So you said he pressed something on the wall. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you look towards the wall, you can see there is what looks to be a crystal embedded in a sigil of runes that very closely match the teleportation circle on the ground. An activation sequence, essentially. I think Jonah right. pointed the activation sequence to you previously. Just a little trick. All right, well, I, I trot back in. Yeah. I'm, I'm very sorry, madam, um, but your your son, he, he died to try and... Um, to stop your husband but I your husband's magic was too dark and too powerful for him why 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 did it have to be Victor as she kneels on the ground almost not really hearing you Theodore the dagger still smoking on the ground in front of her after glowing red hot from the uh, the Baron Vargas catching fire can I gently help her up and over to the couch that I landed on. Yeah, absolutely. As you as you slowly help her to her feet and place her on the couch, her eyes once again have that glazed look that you saw previously, the look of a woman who is miles away. Wherever her conscious mind is, it has fled, leaving just this shell. Oh, smiles do go for miles. Smiles go for miles, as the Baron says. <laughs> How's, uh, how's the, the captain, Tifla? Uh, she's okay. She'll be fine. Right. I'm going to just go out to the landing and look down the stairs and see what Amelia's up to. Uh, as you look down the stairs, Amelia's not there. You're not sure where she is because Tithra and Killian moved her over into the lounge room and put her on a couch somewhere safe. <laughs> yeah. As you look down the stairs, Luther, she's not there. There's a blood stain where she was lying, but and drag marks leading away from the landing. Hopefully, something hasn't happened to her. Jonah walks over to that that black dagger. Um, bit of hesitation, touching touching things, which causes mine to hurt. Um, this time, he's not going to grab it when he does an inspection, but he's going to cast identify, looking at it. This is a really weird black black knife. Everyone just sort of just leave it here for a second. I just want to figure out what this is. And I'm going to cast Identify. Yeah, as you cast Identify on the Baron's blade, Jonor, 
This is an enchanted weapon. It is a plus one dagger. Uh, it deals uh, an, an additional, on top of its normal damage, it also deals an additional 1d4 necrotic damage. Does it have any uh, bad vibes? Yeah, to it? I was going to get to that. The dagger's also <laughs> cursed. <laughs> I was going to wait for a second for you to be like, oh, sweet. Because <laughs> I know normally when I describe good magic items, you're like, Neat. <laughs> um, Fingers on. The uh, the dagger is also cursed. Um, the person who wields it, whenever they deal that necrotic damage uh, to an enemy, uh, they also have to roll a d20. And if they fail that roll, uh, that is a dc12, they also deal that damage to themselves as the dagger consumes part of their life force. Yikes. Oh boys, um, yeah, this this knife is um quite a bad time. I'd suggest not touching it. Um, firmly in the in the infernal hell bin, if we can do it, that'd be great. Um, just quickly, Grinner at the top of the stairs, seeing bloody drag marks away from where Amelia was. He's just going to mutter to himself, oh, fuck me, I'm too fucking hurt for this. And he's going to start running down the oh, stairs. Oh, wait, Grinna, we moved her. Hey, what? We, we we put her somewhere safe. We're not idiots. We didn't just leave her in the doorway. Oh, fuck. Oh, really, are you right down there? You hear it? From the other room. Yeah, nice. Uh, turn around and limp my way back into the junk room. Wait, was that the blood owl that said that, or was that Amelia? Uh, well, it sounded like a woman. Okay. Does the blood owl sound like a woman? I don't know. I've never spoken to a blood owl before. I don't know if it was like a blood owl made of blood or if it was like a blood blood owl, like the type of owl that is a blood owl made of blood, though. So it's like a blood blood owl. The or if owl it was just on regular Killian's owl shoulder hoots softly. Oh, it's over there. Oh. Oh yeah, so I, I, when the fight ended, I brought it back. Uh, brought it back to me. Amelia is fine in pain, but fine. Yeah, are we all all right? No. No, I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, I, I don't live my life in a constant state of pain, having Grinner's... to find any and any way to try and suppress it and repress any feelings or emotions, trying to avoid any connectivity with people. That I spend my for, time with. Saying, oh, love, you got to try alcohol to numb the pain. <laughs> That's how I'd be doing it. <laughs> Drugs, too. <laughs> Absolutely ignoring anything that Tiff was saying right now. Grin <laughs> is looking for like a rag that he can shove into his stab wound. Um, I, You oh. just tear off part of the dust covering of the couch, Grinner, which like, shakes some dust free and then starts jabbing yeah, it into, uh, the, into the stab I wound at in least your chest. Do that for oh, you. Oh. Just one finger, just. Oh god. <laughs> oh fuck, that hurts. That'll fix it right up. All right. Tithy, you watch as a small piece of lint falls out of the edge of this uh, torn bit of fabric <laughs> from inside his wounds. Well, there are worse things. Yeah, a small cockroach crawls are... up quickly too. No, 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 that doesn't. <laughs> What are you doing in there, Theo? (laughs) (laughs) You just caught a strain there for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's that's all Grin is up to, just trying to look after himself a little bit. Perfect. What would you guys like to do? The 
wife of Baron Vargas Valakovich is still sitting semi-comatose on the couch, looking very much worse for wear. However bad she looked before, the loss of her son seems to have broken something deep within her, something that up until this point, maybe she'd just been holding on to. So that kid's definitely dead, man. Joan or someone. Let's treat it sensitively. (laughs) (laughs) Victor, he is vaporized, right? So he did. He did just get teleported somewhere, and Grin is going to wink. I'm. Oh, nice. Does it look like he just teleported? Is that our genuine interpretation of it? Jonah, would you like to make me an Arcana check, please? Yeah. Thirteen. I mean, it could have been a teleportation effect. The sudden surge of magic was so strong, though. Jonor, I mean, really, he could have been sent anywhere, and not all in one piece. Why? Grinner, yeah, it's. Uh, I lean in towards him. Yeah, he's, he's he's gone. Oh right, okay. So there's a very good chance that he teleported himself out of Barovia, and he is safe now, forever. Um, just, I keep on nodding. No more pain for him. Yeah. No more pain ever again for that lad. Are we near the mother when we're? Yeah, she's sitting on a couch, yeah, not I'm, five I'm feet from you guys. I think Grinner said he was sitting on the couch next to her oh. after putting her on it. Like he's, <laughs> you could not be closer to her. Right did she, did she, how did she react when they were talking? She about, doesn't. Like, the she, she just, she uh, doesn't. She catatonic. just sits there, catatonic. Look, I'm going to try my best to console her. Um, I'm going to go up and I'm going to give her my personal um, amulet to... Um, I always get confused if it's Lysander or Lysander. 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 Look, um... In the, in the Forgotten Realms, it's Lysander. Uh, in the yep. Stay of the Homebrew World, Lysander. I sort of kneel down next to her and like, look... Any gesture at this point won't mean much to you, but um, by all means, I'll try my best and I give her, like I said, my personal let this uh, maybe be a beacon in the darkness for you to help you you know, in, in your life moving forward she doesn't move or react as far as you can see I'll just, just take her hand. I'll just, yeah. yeah, I'll take her hand I'll put the amulet in, I'll clasp her hand around it and I'll just, I'll just leave her be I'm not gonna yeah. yeah, I've given her a gesture I know it's pretty hard obviously dealing with what she's just had to deal with so yeah I'm going to let her have her space. And, yeah, Could you but... roll me Luther? Uh, just a flat wisdom check, please. Oh, all right. I'll just do a d20 then and plus yeah. one. Just a flat wisdom check. Uh, seven. Seven. As you hand over the amulet and close her hand around it and begin to move away, there's a sudden feeling of warmth. Distant. The warmth of the sun. Just for a moment and then it fades away. Okay. That's what you feel. Interesting. Yeah, a sudden moment of the warmth of the sun shining across you, basking oh. you in its in its glow, and then it fades away. But distant. I'll probably take that, I'll probably take that as a, um, an indication that Lysander will potentially look over her. Hmm. Um, not to... Um be insensitive but we were in the middle of a a coup we should probably go 
check on our candidate and make sure the townspeople are not um, dead. Well, I, I think you, you make a really good point with that, actually, uh, Theo. And, and I think this is something that there's a point I want to make, but I don't want to make it in front of this this one. No, well, but we go um, downstairs okay, and we'll talk instead. No, no, fuck's sake. Yeah, let's, let's all just go downstairs for a minute and leave the lady here for a sec, because let's just say this isn't the first time I've been involved in an uprising, and, uh, well, there's a thought that I've had. Let, let's go out of earshot for a moment. So, again, as you say, you don't need to say it in front of the lady. Tithler knowingly nods and steps back. Oh, fuck. All right, I'm just going to pick Tickler up by the head. <laughs> by the head. It's so much worse. You just wrap your hands around her goblin skull and just lift her up. Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo! It's not Mario. Fuck you. Know. <laughs> no, not a Yoshi. You can't ride him. <laughs> Blank. Just going to bring Tithra along like a little handbag. <laughs> Uh, I was going to do the exact same if you didn't actually. That was exactly my idea. <laughs> Great minds. Love. As the six of you begin heading out onto the landing and begin moving down the stairs, um, the from the next from the sitting room where you had stashed Amelia, you hear a. Uh, are you guys there? Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm not. I, I can't, can't come out to you. I. I oh. Get the fuck in here. Okay. As you move into the room, you can see Sergeant Amelia is slowly pushed herself up into a somewhat seated position. The wound in her gut mostly covered with bandages, but a number of bruises starting to blossom across her face and upper arms. The broken arm from where the shield had been shattered still hangs uselessly at her side. You can see that she sort of, it looks like she's attempted to kind of like press it up against herself, but hasn't been able to. The Baron? Did you get him? Yes, he, he, he is dead. She spits on the ground. Good fucking riddance. Are the others okay? Victor and his mum. Yeah, 50-50 on that one. <laughs> the mother is fine. Uh, a bit, bit shooken up. Uh, Victor got um, exactly as he wanted. Fuck, I promised that boy I'd get him out of this. You got himself out of it? You kind of did, in a way. Explain? Well, you know, he's doing all that telly... What's it called? Jodo, what's the fuck that called? Tele oh, yeah, that's some tele tele uh, teleportation. No, I knew he was practicing magic. I didn't know what magic he was doing. What was is, that, that? is that hard magic to do? Extremely. Yeah, I'd say it's um, fairly sophisticated. And he fucked it up? I... Yep. Possibly. Make your deception check, Jonor. <laughs> That's a lie. You counterspelled him. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Deception. Deception. Five. Oh, no. <laughs> Jonor goes, no. <laughs> yeah, he oh, fucked it up. <laughs> I didn't help him fucking up, I swear. <laughs> um, can you do your best, like, voice break? Yep, please, Tom. Yeah. Oh, that was good. <laughs> that was good. That was a five worthy. She just gives you a side eye. But, all right, fuck. Um, but the Baron's gone. We did it. The vampire? Yeah. You dealt with it? 
That's dead too. Also dead. Can I just say deputizing you fuckers was probably one of the better ideas I've had. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Actually, thank you. What about what about the others? Do we know what happened with Ismark? Well, um, the rest of the We don't well, actually. We should uh we should probably go to the church and find out. This is Alia, next next stop. Last I saw he was leading uh, a number of the villagers through. He was, he was pushing through the town, staying at the back, trying to direct them towards the church. I, I hope he's okay. His sister, Arena, she's pretty good with a bow. <coughs> she caught well, something a bit see, more blood. You should see his mark with a sword. I've seen him skewer an oven. I did. I saw him cut a wolf in half. That's pretty, pretty yeah. badass. Good it seems harder you. than skewering an oven. She gives you a it bit was- of a... It was a tough oven. You've not seen the oven, yes. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Please do. You don't want to see that oven. What about Trevor? Never. The, the other guardsman that was with us. Have you seen him? I, I know that the Baron hurt him. Is he okay? Uh, he, he kept the Baron away from everyone for a good long while. He, he died a hero in that one. Shit. I'm going to have to tell his wife. Well, you might not have to worry about that. There was a lot of screams in town. Yeah, that makes me feel better. Thanks, Grinner. Well, just hit out. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, great. Well, if you lot go see about Ismark, I think I'm pretty good to walk. Have you got something I could use as a crutch? I'm going to try and make my way back to the guardhouse, see if there's any of us left. I'll take you back to the guardhouse. You sure? Yes, right. Do not want to leave you on your own and risk you oh, falling okay. over and it's okay. It's okay. You can wounds. just have my quarterstaff. Don't worry. You can stay with us. We need you. Well, it's okay. not, Kill or Amelia. It's not that out of the way yeah. to go via the church. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Stay with us. Okay. It's not. You're, yeah. Sure. It's not that far. You're the leader of the uh, the town guard now, love. You, you gotta be. And not to mention, you're um, you yourself are a hero of uh, Velaki, so. Better get used to that title. Let's make sure there's enough of a lackey left before we start celebrating, all right? I need to know. Oh, that... does, she, does she seem like she's still wounded or like her wounds are better, but she's still very tender from it? So it looks like she was really badly hurt. Tithla has done her best to heal some of these wounds, as has um, Killian. Killian has also helped sort of bandage yeah. and cover the wounds. Now it's a combination of the wounds that they weren't able to heal combined with the fatigue of whatever she's been through her body is probably in shock at this stage given what she's been through i mean she had it she had a her abdomen split open before uh tithla healed it so yeah, yeah if you're slapping other cure wounds into her is gonna be helpful or not if, if it looks like you're gonna do that she refuses no 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 you need to save that there could be other people much more injured than i am i'm fine thank you you've, you've done enough just let's just get to the church make sure everyone's okay and then make sure that the guards are still around. At least some are left. Well, before, while, while we're all here, I just uh, have something that I wanted to bring up with regards to old love upstairs. Yeah. Um, she was, is going to be perceived as his, uh, on his side, right? Like there's no way around that. She's been with him for I can, however long. I can help with, with that. I think everyone... Everyone knows what what the Baron was like. Most of the townsfolk know who he was as a person. I think most people saw her and pitied her for having to be around him all the time. I I can deal with that. 
we'll keep might, it here. I might just suggest uh, stationing a couple of guards to stop a lich. It is all I'm thinking. Yeah, that is wise. It's um, probably not a bad we, idea. We should also inform people that in the end, she was also a, a hero who helped stop the Baron. She she knifed him pretty good. She yeah, was. That's, that's true. Yeah, she knifed him. Wow, I didn't think she had it in her. I thought he'd broken her long ago. Um, good honor. Good. Good. I'm pleased to hear that. It's sick to say that about another person, but I am. I'm pleased to hear that she got a got a knife in. Good. Shame. And this time, um, here you go. Sorry, Raph, go on. No, no. no I was just going to say I'm going to help Amelia up, and that's it. You carry on. Um, Jonah's going to remember the black dagger in the attic. He's going to go back up there, grab uh, a box or something, and just scoop the dagger into the box and take the box with him. Your identify spell, Jonah, would tell you that um, you would need to attune to this item for the curse to activate or use it. So the curse, sure, the curse sure. won't right, activate well, you... until you use it for the first time or until you attune to it. So uh, you, you can you can pick it up and hold it. That's not a problem. That gets sleeved away where no one can see. Perfect. Um, the wife of Baron Vargas Vlakovich, Lady Vlakovich, hasn't moved from where you left her on the couch. At this point, you can see that her head has shifted a bit and she's just looking towards the empty space where she last saw Victor. Um, I, I drop down to one um, just to kneel beside her. Um, put an armor on her shoulder and speak in celestial. Um, the the first hymn I can think of, or first like short prayer um, I would have learnt from uh, Lysander, um, and just say that to her. Um, Something along the lines of yeah. like, "May the light warm your soul." You watch Jonor as she clutches the amulet that Luther had given her, and a single tear rolls out of her eye, but no other reaction. I um, give her like a, a loving rub on the shoulder, tap on the on the little amulet she gave, um, she was given, and then walk downstairs. Perfect. As you walk downstairs, I'll quickly say to you in Celestial too, that was a that was a beautiful journal. Oh, thank you. Um, I, um, it's good to have someone appreciate um some nice um poetic words I can spit out sometimes. So I'm um, very well versed in all the uh, teachings and verses i guess of a uh, lysander so yeah, it was yeah it was nicely done we can um, have a, a further book study later tonight if we've got some more time bible study group <laughs> I just i just had this image of uh jonah coming down and being like i spit radiant rams like an smr with holy fire <laughs> doing this whole like <laughs> the <Yeah. ASMR> rap. <laughs> and the wings pop out at, like yeah. a really dramatic point <laughs> I'm just picturing that I'm just picturing that celestial as a language is just singing. So Luther and Jonah are just singing at each other. I I think in my mind I kinda hear celestial like, as more like a priest. Yeah, like, I don't know, I think I spiritual santi. Yeah, I think in my mind I kind of heard Celestial's more like yeah, the, like the older chant. style chants, like like a Gregorian chant. There's like, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you. like I don't know, I don't know why Gregorian, but that's just what pops into my mind. Maybe because it's like of that old sort of Celtic Welsh style uh, chant, but maybe that's more what Druidic would sound like spoken. I don't know. 
Maybe you're right. So Maybe pretty it would much be all the weird languages trend like, trend to that for me. Abyssal, Infernal, Celestial, Druidic. When in doubt, Gregorian. When in doubt, Gregorian <laughs> chance. Exactly. Um, oh, actually, I kind of, I think I kind of like the the idea of like, hey, Dominus et <laughs> As they speak to each other. Oh. Um, perfect. As Grinna helps Amelia to her feet, assisted by Killian. She leans heavily on the two of you. You two probably had the most to do with her, along with Luther. And as she leans heavily on your shoulders and you begin making your way back out into the street, you can see that the moon shining high above casts this pale, thin light across the village. No dark shapes cover the moon as you walk through the town. No barks or cries of wolves greet your ears. The town is eerily silent once again. Even the calls of alarm have faded. And for the first time, as you step out into the uh, the open air once more, even the clanging of the church bell seems to have stopped. As you make your way slowly through the streets, deserted, signs of the struggle appear sporadically. Sections where items have been knocked over, windows have been smashed in, the occasional body of a dead wolf lying on the ground, occasionally the body of a villager. As you check each one for signs of life, those who have been left behind appear to already be dead. Some of the men, some women, uh, unfortunately a rather smaller shape down one alleyway that Grinner quickly has to turn his eyes from and very very try i try very hard not to think about as you approach the church grounds you can see light from inside warm flame candlelight shining from the windows lining the long hall the doors are closed but as you approach and knock against the heavy wood iron knocker clanging loudly echoing through the chamber a susurrus of whispers and murmurs immediately dies down from inside a voice familiar to you calls through the door who is it state your name as you hear ismark call out from the other side of the door it is okay ismark everything is safe now oh thank the gods (laughs) as he pulls open the door you hear this as the lock latches and he opens the door creaking on its hinges as he looks out at all of you and sees sergeant amelia a big smile breaks his face it looks like he has taken a rather nasty blow on his lower calf of the left leg bite marks have torn through a section of the skin and flesh his sword is currently held in his left hand his right uh, it looks like two of his fingers have been broken and hastily splintered Blood running down the side of his face from a rather nasty head gash. But still, even though these must be paining him, these injuries, the big smile as he sees you and the relief yeah. palpable across him as he sees you is, yeah. <sighs> we all probably look like him. Yeah, you all look like shit. <laughs> Actually, he says that. <laughs> wow. You guys look like shit. So do look- you, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, beat to it. <laughs> but um, one thing you do not look is is lesser. Uh, thanks. Um, 
Is this is this all it takes to fuck you guys up? One measly vampire? <laughs> is that it? And, and, and a horde of wolves and an undead vampire. I don't talk to me about wolves. I don't want to hear about wolves right I now. I don't want anything to do with these wolves either. It's the ferocious beasts. Just so you know, uh, that vampire brought friends. I don't think they were full vampires. They seemed much easier to kill than I was expecting, but there were three others, like that woman you described under the uh, under the church in the Undercroft. You killed three of them? I killed two of them. The priest did something to the other, threw a flask of water on her and shouted some words, and she burst into flame. It was, uh, it was really cool. Water. Yeah. Is your sister all right? Arena? Yeah, she's okay. She uh, she got a few good shots off, but um, her bow got broken in the fight. She's pretty cut up about it. Uh, <clears throat> if any of you know how to repair weapons, she'd be pretty stoked. Uh, I, I think I should be able to at least do a bit of a fix to get it going again. Yeah. Sort of push I, fix. Anything you can do, I think she'll be grateful. She she loved that bow. Our, our father gave it to her. Carved it himself from a rowan tree. Yeah. I, I've never heard of Is that a local tree? Rowan? You've never heard of a rowan tree before? Do you not have them in oh. your land? No, no. I'm quite familiar with what trees we have. We have the green ones. We have the tall ones. It's a green one, and it's a little bit tall. But not, never at the same time. Do, Sorry, you your land. Nasnea, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I've I, I shown you these trees many, many times. I explained to you all the trees <laughs> of the woods. You've seen which, the rowan tree. Which one was that? I, um... Describe the rowan is you know greenish, tallish leaves oh, that look like this. Ismark just kind of looks tall. between you just, and Amelia, like essentially tugs on both uh, Grinner and Killian's hair as she leans. She goes, "Get me the fuck inside and sit me down. If I have to listen to these people talk about trees for one more <laughs> second, I'm going to bleed out on the doorstep." Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Tithwood down so that she can interact. <laughs> carrying it by the head the whole There's time. no way you've been carrying it by the head the whole time. No, out no. like a lantern. You've been helping. You've been helping Amelia walk. You and Killian between the two of you. You've not been also carrying Tithwood. Tithwood's been yeah, walking. Yeah, a lantern. Oh I imagine Tithwood has essentially like chicken bones, so she weighs almost nothing. <laughs> so you reckon she's all head. Tithwood's like a like a like a bird. She's avian. She's got hollow honeycomb bones. Goblin. There you go, it's canon. Goblins and birds. Yeah. Um, That's the evolutionary path. Dinosaur, <laughs> dinosaur, bird, goblin. It goes, it goes dinosaur into three branches. Kobold, goblin, bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Tithla does not have hollow bones. No, you have not been carrying her this whole time. No, you're no <laughs> fun. Yeah, I'm no fun. <laughs> Shitting all over your fun. Um, could, could, as... could we have it that Gren has been holding Tifta like that, but the drake's been underneath walking as well? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly this Pretending means a lot to, to you. Tithra. Sure, sure, why not? This sure. is the reward we want to be in the vampire. Like... Yeah. Portable okay. Tithra. Great, sure, why not? That's that's what happens. <laughs> we we take a new thing. Thank goodness you guys have your priorities straight. Can you imagine if you were wasting your precious time on this conversation? <laughs> As you step across the threshold into the church, um, into the at least the entrance hall of the church, towards your right you can see townsfolk huddled inside the large antechamber where the religious ceremonies would take place. The pews have all been pushed against the walls and people have laid out makeshift bedrolls and blankets to take care of the wounded. Rushing between various groups of people is Father Petrovich, the elderly priest, uh, assisting him is a familiar face, a surly teenage boy 
carrying a big bundle of bandages and what looks to be various salves and potions, just sort of walking behind, helping Father Petrovich with his duties. Not doing much with the healing, but sort of helping like hold people down when they need to hold them down, handing out supplies, generally doing his best to assist uh, as you recognize um, Milivoj. Father, um, greetings. Um, Father um, Petrovich looks up and goes, Oh, you're alive. Uh, you look a bit injured. I'll get you in a moment. No, no, we, we are we are quite all right. I was just wondering, did you do you know how many townsfolk were injured or, or, or slain today? I have no idea how many were slain, injured. I've got at least 13, 14 in here that have grievous injuries. The rest I haven't had a chance to look at. They seem fairly minor. I've had to triage quite quickly. Uh, Tither, you've got some medical experience. Yeah, I'm coming. What, where you, do you need me? Uh, over in that far corner, I need you to start triaging people Jesus right run. now, please. Oh, sorry, what? Uh, I need you to find out how badly people are injured, and if they're dying, come get me. If they're going to live for a couple hmm. of hours at least, don't don't rush. If they're going to live for a couple of days, give them a kiss on the forehead and tell them that they'll be fine, okay? Okay, that seems a bit weird. Um, you don't have to actually, I don't have to actually kiss them. I was, I just, it's an expression. They're fine. Just, just give them a pat on the back and tell them they're okay. You, know, you do what you do. I'm going to go and help them over there. Great. Thank you, Titha. Do I see um, Gunther Arasek around? Yes. As you look over towards the far wall, <clears throat> Gunther is nursing a broken arm uh, and uh, looks very dazed and confused. Um, on his lap, uh, he has a cat that is purring softly. I, I, um, Mr. Mr. Arasek? Um, oh, so I've got to get the voice right. What is it? We look like a bunch of assholes. There we go. I've got the voice. <laughs> I just have to quote uh, uh, Formula One, Gunther, Gunther Steiner, and then I'm good to go. There we go. I've got the voice now. Oh, that is solid. Now I got it. Yes. Now, oh. now that you are talking correctly, um. <laughs> I think I don't have words either. That was fucked. No, what? What the fuck yes, was that? Uh, this was pretty fucking wild. Um, I think everyone that survived could use something of a, a party to remember those that were lost, celebrate the future that will be, and, and lift the spirits. So, um, I was wondering how much and how long would it take you to flood this town with booze? Uh, well, uh, not too long. I can put an order into the Wizard of Wines. They provide us with most of our uh, alcohol, but um, I, I, don't, I don't have lots of stock with me right now, and I have no idea what the state of the stockyard is. Could be completely destroyed. I don't know. I ran out of here with my wife. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, if if you're heading, if you're heading uh, in a sort of uh, west or in a southerly, uh, yeah, west or southerly direction, and you wanted to pass by the Wizard of Wines, let them know that I want to put an order in. That would be great. I will be I will be sending a messenger there anyway. Is, um, is the Wizard of Wines towards the town of Kresk? Yeah, it's not too far out of the way. That is, uh, you'd almost be heading past it if you're heading in that direction. It is uh, a large vineyard. Then, then yeah, so I, I, can, I can do this for you. I, I just think the, the town could use a, a rifle. I think uh, I think that is a good idea. Maybe when they have had a chance to grieve first, then a chance to yes. remember, then a chance to forget. And yeah, perhaps a actual party instead of these weird festivals, the former Baron 
as I tell you right now, I, if Ismark is going to be taking over, there is a festival ban. I will not be allowing <laughs> any more festivals to take place in this town ever again. Not even a nice festival where no, you could sell will, wares? We will have a festival of a quiet night in where everyone goes home, has a few drinks, reads a book, <laughs> and goes to bed. This, this doesn't sound... <laughs> it's a party spirit, but... I, I, I certainly know more burning people at stakes. Hi, no, that, that was just... Fuck. Look, I'm from the Fey Realms, and even there, that would be considered a, a bit wild. I don't know much about the Fey Realms. Is that the place where people do sorts of crazy shit? By and large, yes. Um, but usually the, the burning is, I mean, at least consensual. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of watches, he pauses to try and unpack that statement and gives up. Yeah, well. <laughs> and the any place where the fairies are judging us tells me that we're probably on the wrong path. <laughs> yes, this is um, pretty accurate. Um, but yeah, so I'll, if you fill out the, the paperwork for me to take the Wizard of Wine, I'll... I, you don't need paperwork, on. just tell them that Gunta sent you. They, I'll give you some coin as a down payment and tell them to send as many barrels as they can. They, they know I'm good for it. I've never, I, I will always pay my debts. They, they know that I will pay my debts. There's no, no problem there. I'm not some kind of asshole who doesn't pay. I, I can, I can do this for you. Uh, one other thing. Yes. Baron. Oh, dead. Ve very dead. Oh, thank the gods. <laughs> good. It makes me very happy to hear. Yes, I, I think we'll, we'll keep that between people that need to know as a moment until Ismark needs to announce that. Uh, as you, I love it. I, I'm going to do this because I was going to wait until you finish. As you say yeah. that, Ismark stands up on the dais. Everyone! Baron Vargas is dead! <laughs> yeah, well, there we go! <laughs> <laughs> as this cry like, comes from is the people. Blood, bloodless crew did not end up so bloodless, but um, we can start with the democracy and fair, fair due process next time uh i just just to jump out of the game real quick if we're gonna get technical uh he was undead didn't have any blood Bloodless Bloodless hey, we, we never said icarus icarus crew did yep. we no no we did not however technicality for the win you guys bled a lot yeah that's that okay what about the villagers who died what about him they <laughs> blood they bled out most huh? of them that's the wolves fault well, well, they can cause the blood. <laughs> Vampires got them, so presumably oh. there was no blood spilled. The wolves got them, so there was blood spilled, definitely. Right, let's not get into Yeah, but that, that wasn't part of the coup, though. That was a vampire interruption. Ooh. That's different. Yeah. Vampirus we interruptus. We were doing an anti-vampire coup. Yeah. Okay, okay. Fair. I think we won. I think you can celebrate the bloodless coup then in that case. You watch as your journal updates, mark. quest complete bloodless coup <laughs> in brackets, <laughs> changes from failed to complete. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Or it was uh, coup and then the sub goal was yeah. bloodless. Yeah. <laughs> it changes from bloodful to bloodless. <laughs> he watches that it change. A little achievement pops yeah. up in the corner. It's <laughs> 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 the steam overlay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be involved in someone's death one time in the campaign. Six point two percent of players have this achievement. <laughs> I, should, I should implement an achievement system for my D and D games. Fuck you know, I, I really should do that. That's hilarious. That's, really That's how I get inspiration. Find yeah. these secret achievements. Yes. Oh, that's oh, kind we've of got funny. To make that happen. That's I do what I'm going to do. I'm going to have it as a point system so viewers can like submit 
achievements. You spending, they can spend points to submit <laughs> achievements, and I'll have a list of all the achievements. And whenever anyone gets that achievement, like you will get an inspiration for hitting that achievement. That's brilliant. I don't think anyone's ever done this in D and D before, like for D and D. And writing it down, this is hilarious. So good. D and D. What should I call? It? I'll call it D and D um, achievement system. I will. I will have this in place for our next session because it's amazing. Cool. <laughs> oh my goodness. And yeah, if, if you happen to spend points, and it turns out someone else has already submitted that before, I'll let you know, and you can submit another one. So I'll make sure that there's there's only one achievement for each thing. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, as you, I think, yeah, we'll do this as like a narrative cinematic experience. As the camera pans back, moving throughout the church, you see Tithler over by the group of newcomers, the, the latest arrivals to the church, sorting through, making sure that they are looked after, checking on wounds, doing a quick triage to see who's dying. Tithler, some of them look to be very grievously injured. You quickly call over Father Petrovich and the two of you together begin dressing wounds and, and keeping these people from, from dying. And I did a couple of medicine checks just to see how accurate such 14, 23, 14. Pretty damn good, yep. actually. Yeah, pretty damn good. I'd like to, I'd like yes. to help Go, once we've put Amelia down, I'd like to go over and help Tiffler. No, 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 we want to pull through. I don't think she was that badly injured. <laughs> 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 put, nice. put her to rest, yes, she did it <laughs> And then go over and help. Amelia Vosch was the grave digger. I mean, if you just ask him for help. Um, no, as you, as you, I'd say, Killian, there's enough people that, like, you don't even need to necessarily be helping Tiffler one on one. There's enough people injured that you can also be triaging at the same time. Do you want to roll me a medicine check as well, really quickly? I reckon this will be eight. That, that, that's, that's an eight. That's okay. Hey, look, the, these are people who are dying. Um, something's better than nothing. Uh, I was going to say, if it's below a five, you make them worse, but eight is just okay. <laughs> As you go through, Killian, I mean, it's hard for you to know exactly how bad most of these injuries are. So you do often find yourself kind of like calling over to Father Petrovich or calling over to Tithler. Does Tithler notice what's going yeah, on? Yeah, so, so you notice, so Kill, Killian's pretty good at finding out who doesn't need immediate help, but there's one or two people he kind of skips over who Tithla, you're like, oh, no, you need help. And like quickly rushes over and bandages. But the two of you working together, the two of you working as a team, absolutely begin awesome. saving lives with Father Petrovich. Jonah, what would you be doing while we pan back out away from the church? Um, taking notes of people of who's lost, who needs to be found, writing down names, where they think nice. they are, and then doing yeah. the search group. Taking an inventory of people. Yes, absolutely. I love that, Jonah. That's really, really good. Fantastic. Rinna. What would you be doing? Grinner's going to look down at his hands and they're shaking after everything. And I think he's going to excuse himself and go out into the, the graveyard proper um, and find himself a shovel and just start digging graves. Just yeah. busy work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Luther, what would you be doing? Um, <clears throat> so I was thinking about this. I was actually going to help with the bandages but I'm like that's probably not a great idea considering that I've taken a bit of damage so I think to get a because there's so many injuries so much yeah. blood in the church right now I think I'm going to actually actually slip out Luther since you handed away your medallion your holy symbol and felt that sudden moment of warmth your hunger seems to have faded completely oh well okay I was, I was waiting for you to be exposed to blood to experience this but your hunger is gone for the moment. Seems to have abated. 
It's like it normally oh, cool. is when you've recently fed on animal blood. Well, regardless, I think everyone's got the the fort held down pretty well. I'm going to use my abilities of spider climb to actually start going throughout the town and just start gathering any survivors and telling them all to just gather at the uh, church for now. Um, and even if I just bring some healthy people with me to start, yeah, just sort of getting a stock of any people that really need help out in the streets that have maybe got some wounds and they're in alleyways sort of like bleeding out, I can potentially save some lives doing that. Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah, as you move through, you stumble upon a few others who were hiding in the nearby houses, some of whom were shacked up, like with doors bolted, others who were hiding in gardens around the city just trying to stay alive you gather together these survivors and send them to the church over the course of a couple of hours luther you manage to locate another 16 17 people all of whom are like slightly injured so minor injuries to moderate injuries and get them back to the church in one piece potentially saving their lives yep if there are any that have grievous wounds then i would 100 help them back yeah. to the church Both like things. i would personally help them and Theo, what would you be doing? Um, yes, yeah, so just chatting with um, Gunthararsek to tee up that that party, and then I'd realistically, I'd probably go actually talk to to Ismark actually, and yeah, make sure he has everything he needs to to make sure that this coup does properly go through there, and we don't run into any. Missed he seems to be doing a pretty great job being an actual leader and, and helping out, so I don't think he'll need much, but you know, just lending my you know, support there as a, a hero of of, of Valaki to Perfect. To I actually want to open with that conversation next session, because that I think is an interesting conversation to actually roleplay so, yeah, we're going to open with that conversation at the beginning of the next session for now that is where we're going to wrap up for tonight during the course of your time in the church, all of you may benefit from a long rest. Once you've finished taking care of people, you may benefit from a long rest. In addition, you may also all level up to level six. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Nicely nice. done, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will also go through at the beginning of the next session, the cool new things that level six unlocks for each of you. We will go through those really quickly at the beginning of the next session. And we'll also kind of discuss from a role play side of things, how you came across or how you've developed each of these skills a little bit further. But that's all for next week. For now, that is all. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. I hope you enjoyed tonight's session of Curse of Strahd. If you're watching us live, don't go anywhere. We're going to go Red Corsair's Cove. For those of you listening to us recorded on uh, YouTube, hit that subscribe button, the thumbs up button, leave a comment, share an RPG story with us. If you've played Curse of Strahd, tell us how things went down for you in Valaki. What happened for you? If you haven't played Curse of Strahd, just share an RPG story. We love it. I, I used to like reading out RPG stories at the beginning of each session, but I've kind of let that slip a bit. I think because I stopped encouraging it but please share a story from a from a game you've played from a from a session you've had share a story and i'll read it out at the beginning of the next session from all of us here tonight though thank you so much it's been lovely having you on board for our session of curse of strad avatar legends tuesday night return of the giants wednesday night or curse of strad next week so until then everybody stay safe stay well and we will see you all again really soon goodbye everybody. bye bye, bye. bye.